AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Can you send a light to the sky? The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It's Wednesday night, which is one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, 
and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. As usual, we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and of course, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And as always, this is a conversation. This is not just me rattling on about some crazy things, though we do we do we do an awful lot of that. Uh, but uh, it, it is a conversation between you and me and all the rest of us as we get together and start talking about um, amazing things and considering amazing things. I have no inside sources. I'm just little old me, and I have the interwebs at my disposal, just as you do. And there's a lot of amazing things on the interwebs, if you know what I mean. And uh, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's bad, and some sometimes it's in between because there's a lot of propaganda, there's a lot of BS, there's a lot of you know uh, everywhere in between. There's counter propaganda to to hit the propaganda, and then you know it seems like uh, people are just not really interested in mm, I don't know just being very truthful about anything anymore. It's uh, it, it's unfortunate. It's uh, it's one of those things where it does uh, kind of kind of hit me in the heart a little bit because I I, I don't like people uh, uh, let's say being intentionally obtuse and uh, being swindlers and all the rest of that. I don't like it. Uh, it gets it gets me gets at me because you know again this is not uh, this is not a cult. This is not what's happening here. Just a conversation. It's a conversation that goes from day to day. I'm calling it the great conversation even because well my ego's as big as the sun. And so well with that aside uh, we're going to get to some crazy stuff tonight. Uh, but the whole point of bringing up a conversation is it's about you. In the end, all these things, we, we do something on this show called drinking the maybe juice. And of course, what that means is that uh, it's just a simple thing. Uh, old school Aristotle uh, said that it, it is the mark of an educated mind to consider a thought without accepting it. And uh, we call that drinking the maybe juice. So that's what we do here, considering, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, information regarding ancient aliens and regarding things like this, right? And of course, uh, whatever that means is... Uh, whatever you think it means, because reality has become what I'm calling a slippery fish in a post-truth world with all the media zigging and zagging and doing all the BS that it does. It's really left up to you to make make what you will of your own reality. And that's what this show is all about. Just having a discussion about those things. What do you believe and why do you believe it? And that's my long-winded way of saying I don't have inside sources because the secret weapon of troubled minds is, of course, you. And so we have an open phone line, several of them, as a matter of fact, if you want to be part of the show tonight, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. It's as simple as that. You can also join the Discord at troubledminds.org, and we'll put you on the uh, the show that way as well. Just jump in the caller queue, let me know in the chat you're there, and I'll come say hi and uh, pull you onto the show. Uh, a few more things. Uh, we, of course, like I said, we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, watching all the chat in all those places, trying to do my best to keep up with all your amazing thoughts, and as we go, incorporate those ideas into the live show here and um let's see what else then we got uh broadcasting on fringe fm i said that and then we've got um Please join the Fringe Discord as well. I'm watching the chat over there, and you can join that at fringe.fm slash chat. That will give you a direct invite. And also, please download the Fringe app. You can find that at Android or the Apple uh, app stores. It's completely free, and it's the easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds at 7 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Thursday. You just smash the play button on the app, and you get me. You get you, you get us, and you get all of the rest of the amazing programming that happens on the Fringe FM. All right, let's do it. Let's get to this. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, of course, in the news cycles 
And, you know, there's some UFO news that hit today regarding some Pentagon stuff. And, you know, as this one guy that got fired for being kind of a Pentagon D-bag and all the rest of this, right? Kind of UFO-related news. It's, it's interesting. A lot of people are jumping all over this. But as you know, uh, Troubled Minds, we do things a little bit differently, a little bit differently, in that uh, when everybody zigs, we typically zag. Because if the, uh, the actual, uh, let's say, entire um, alt-media, you know, the UFO community is going to jump all over one particular story. Well, we're not. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? If you, you t- tune into everything and they're all talking about the same stuff, it's the easiest way to get you to tune out. So I like to give you guys a, something a little bit different. So we're going to do a little bit different tonight and talk about some ancient civilizations. We're going to go a little bit Graham Hancock on you guys and uh, wonder who the ancients actually were. All right, so let's get to this. This, this is where this begins and where my mind's at tonight as we go. Uh, Science Alert reported this, and uh, much has been made of, of course, the alignment of the pyramids, okay? Uh, Orion's belt and that whole bit. We'll get into that a little bit tonight as well. But so this just came out, and uh, this is brand new, April 7th, 2022. And they're discussing, well, the secret of the pyramids' perfect alignment might be explained after all. Hmm. Okay. Well, all right. That's fine. I'm okay with that. If you're okay with that, let's read a little bit of this. It goes like this. For centuries, the pyramids of Giza have puzzled researchers, not just their mysterious voids and hidden chambers, but exactly how ancient Egyptians built such impressive structures without modern technology. One of the most confounding issues is how the structures became so perfectly aligned. Although it is slightly lopsided, overall the square sides of the 138.8 meter Great Pyramid of Giza, also known as the Great Pyramid of Khufu, are pretty damn straight, straight from the article here, and aligned most almost perfectly along the cardinal points, north, south, east, and west. Uh, Quote, the builders of the Great Pyramid of of Khufu aligned the great monument to the cardinal points with an accuracy of better than four minutes of arc, or one-fifteenth of one degree, archaeologist and engineer Glenn Dash explained in a study published in 2017 in the Journal of Ancient Egyptian Architecture. In fact, all three of the largest Egyptian pyramids, two at Giza and one at Dashur, are remarkably aligned in a way you wouldn't expect to see from an era without drones, blueprints, and computers. Uh, Quote, all three pyramids exhibit the same manner of error. They are rotated slightly counterclockwise from the cardinal points, Dash wrote. While many hypotheses hypotheses exist as to uh, how they did this, using the pole star to align the pyramids or the sun's shadow, it's never been fully clear how these worked. And so Dash came up with another simpler idea. His study suggested that the Egyptians roughly 4,500 years ago could have used the autumn equinox, let's say, because I can't say that word, to achieve perfect alignment. The equinox is regarded as the moment twice a year when the plane of Earth's equator passes through the center of the sun's disk, and the length of day and night are pretty much equal. All right, he's got a nice little uh, uh, way to uh, exhibit exactly how they did this using the sun on the autumn equinox, and you can see this if you guys are watching the stream, what this exactly looks like and how they got the exact directions of uh, east and west uh, with the procession of the sun and uh, on that particular day. So, interesting, of course, that um, not just this, but but many of these things, right? Again, we've heard a lot of this stuff with um, the, the pyramids being aligned just perfectly, right? Or, you know, just basically lined up 
exactly like the Orion's belt in in in, in the cosmos, right? And so it, it, it's it start, makes you makes you wonder, right? There's been a lot of connections made with this, and of course we know that ancient astronaut theorists say yes. But what do you think? Do you think that this is again? So we're going to get to some Graham Hancock tonight as well, where he suggests actually the pyramids themselves were not built 4,500 years ago as uh, the the actual mainstream theory suggests, but uh, that instead they were built uh, some 10,500 years ago, and there are reasons for them to believe that. Again, there's a an actual book that he wrote called um, uh, Fingerprints of the Gods, and in that uh, he sort of postulates exactly why they believe this to be the case. And the, the, of course, as you would expect, right, in, in this type of thing, you got to take all of this with a grain of salt, including, uh, well, uh, let's say even the mainstream sort of take on a lot of this, because uh, they're doing their best, of course, to figure things out. But uh, without uh, actual knowledge, I think uh, that it's not it's not like you would expect. Right. The world isn't always like we would expect. Right. And I think that's that's part of the part of the process here tonight. Uh, trying to find out what you think, what you think about this. OK, so here's what we're going to do. The question tonight is this. All right. Uh, we're talking about the progenitor civilization. If you go back to maybe 10,500 years ago or even further back than that, uh, there's been some suggestions the world over that, you know, uh, they, they built pyramids in Mesoamerica. They built pyramids in Egypt. There's pyramids in Bosnia. There's pyramids in China and Russia, they say. There's pyramids in Antarctica, they say. All kinds of different places, right? And it makes you wonder if instead of this just being like probably the most solid base, like they say, you know, ge- geometrically solid in building these things, is there's a, more than just that reason why there's pyramids all over the damn world. And uh, this is just me speaking, but the question becomes, do you think they all learned it from the same source? And so that source would, of course, be that progenitor civilization, which, what's up, Tim, in the chat? Pyramids on Mars, even. There you go. There you go. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Uh, so, so, okay. So the question tonight is this, as we begin, is do you think somehow, some way, like, let's say just the pyramid connection, but of course, there's a Neolithic sites the world over that maybe have some similarities, and maybe do trace back to this progenitor civilization. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think, again, there is some sort of coincidence in the building of these pyramids all over the world? Because, um, of course, like I said, geometrically, the most stable, it's easiest to uh, maybe put things together, uh, because you have a slope going up and, you know, all the rest of this stuff. I don't know, you guys tell me. That's the question tonight. The first question is, do you think it is possible there's a progenitor civilization where all human civilizations actually come from? And I know uh, there's a lot of criticism with this idea. It's, it's many have even called it uh, a racist for considering. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to say any of that stuff. I'm asking you what you believe regarding this. Okay. And so, uh, well, there we go. That's the first question. The second question is, if there is a progenitor civilization, did I say that right? I think I said that right. Uh, that who are they? Who were they? And uh, well, let's uh, again, as you know, nonlinear, open-ended. And is this something worthy of discussion? Because of course, here we are discussing it. So I hope so. But okay, so that's what's going on here. I don't know. I don't have the answers to this stuff. As you know me, this is not the answer show. This is the question show. But what do you believe regarding this? Okay, we'll get to some more of this again. And so we got the perfect alignment again. So the, the, the in this Science Alert article uh, written by Fiona McDonald again, April seventh, twenty twenty two. 
They're saying that they discovered how they actually did. They actually lined up the pyramids to be just perfectly off together, right? They aren't exactly to the four cardinal, uh, cardinal directions. They're actually just a smidge off counterclockwise in the exact same, um, let's say, um, the exact same like minor little twist, okay? Uh, so here we go. So what, what, what they did, uh, Dash actually did his own experiment. Starting on the first day of the fall equinox in 2016 and using a Gn. N-O-M-O-N to cast a shadow. He tracked the point of the shadow at regular intervals, intervals, forming a smooth curve of points. And at the end of the day, with a taut piece of string wrapped around the pole, he intercepted two of the points of the curve and created an almost perfect line running east-west. This is also known as the Indian Circle Method, and you can see it in action below. And there's that uh, graphic again if you guys are watching the stream. Uh, so, quote, on the equinox, the surveyor will find that the tip of the shadow runs in a straight line in nearly perfectly east-west, wrote Dash. He also showed that the degree of error is slightly counterclockwise, uh-oh, which is similar to the slight error found in the alignment of the Khufu and Khafre pyramids at Giza and the Red Pyramid at Darshur. Uh, the experiment was conducted in Connecticut, United States, but Dash said the same thing should work in Egypt. In fact, all Egyptians, uh, ancient Egyptians, would have needed to align the pyramids, uh, Dash explained. Uh, all they would have needed was a clear, sunny day. And there you go. So, he's got the idea that it's like this okay and again you know we've talked about this in the past of you know who built the pyramids and there's just some speculation you know well i'm not so sure i believe the fact that maybe aliens built the pyramids as the ancient astronaut theorists would say but it does seem to be that it is the we've talked about this also that it is uh, the the last remaining the not only the first but the last remaining uh, wonder of the ancient world this is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world and so it even has outlasted uh, all, all the rest, even, and I think that there's you know some some something majestic about this, about the idea that many many thousands of years ago that uh, humans, little old humans, flesh and blood, were able to put together these gigantic let's say Neolithic monstrosities and uh, let's say majestic monstrosities. Cause I'm not sure that's ever been used in the same sentence in, in, in the history of the world. So let's try and do that. But, but I think, I don't know, like to me, I've never been there. I've never been to the pyramids myself to, to Egypt. Um, I have been, uh, and I know I, I said this before in the past and you guys are going to laugh at me cause I do live in Las Vegas. I've been to the Hoover dam and that's a damn lot of concrete. And it is very, very, very impressive. Uh, even in modern times, Times, right, we're talking about the 1930s, I believe, is when the the, the Hoover Dam was created. I, I I still maintain, if you've never been there, the Hoover Dam kind of ain't got anything on uh, on, or the pyramids ain't got anything on the Hoover Dam because uh, that that's a that's a modern wonder. If you guys haven't seen that, that is a ton of concrete, like literally. Uh, more many many tons but anyway so 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 what are your thoughts on this so the, again back to the questions so do you believe somehow some way that there is a, an ancient progenitor civilization okay that we all came from one place and maybe atlantis or lemuria things like this but then in the second step if so who were those ancient people or were they people at all? <laughs> Were they people at all? What's up? Uh, Fred says it's pretty cool. Mike Y music says great granddad worked on the Hoover dam. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had some people die up there doing it. And I'm telling you, it is, it is so incredibly huge. All of that, the concrete structure, not just of the dam itself, but everywhere around it. It's a, uh, it's an incredible piece of, uh, modern, uh, modern, um, what would you call it? Um, uh, 
not architecture, but modern engineering for sure. For sure. Pretty great. Pretty good stuff. Uh, what's up? Kelly says humans didn't build any of these Asian sites. None of them. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about tonight. So uh, like I said, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that stuff as, as far as my take goes, but it's, it's less important for me. Uh, as we start though, I want to, I want to point this out and this is what got me thinking in terms of this tonight. Uh, now I'll save the quotes for later. I'll save the quotes for later. All right. Okay. But anyway, so, so what are your thoughts on this? As, so we got this guy that says um, that, that he, he was able to find out how they perfectly aligned these pyramids. All right. So let's get to this. Now there's the next thing. And this is the idea that the Orion's belt is actually how they aligned the pyramids, right? And they're, they're again, if you, if you overlay them on top of each other, you can see that they're just slightly almost perfect, right? Just almost perfect with the, the, uh, let's see, let's find this. Can I get it? Uh, yeah, I can't get the map. Hold on. Let me find it. Anyway, so so they're just slightly off. There it is. There's the map on the right side. So, okay, here we go. This is um, uh, the Orion Correlation Theory, and they call it a French theory in alter- alternative Egyptology. All right? It posits that there is a correlation between the location of the three largest pyramids of the Giza Pyramid Complex and Orion's belt of the constellation Orion, and that this correlation was attended as such by the original builders of the Giza Pyramid Complex. The stars of Orion were associated with Osiris, the god of rebirth and afterlife by the ancient Egyptians. This is straight from the Ministry of Truth, of course, Wikipedia. And depending on the version of the theory, additional pyramids can be included to complete complete the picture of the Orion constellation, and the Nile River can be included to match with the Milky Way. The theory was first published in 1989 in Discussions in Egyptology, Volume 13. It was the object of a bestseller, The Orion Mystery, in 1994, as well as a BBC documentary, The Great Pyramid, Gateway to the Stars, and appears in some New Age books. So, there we go. So there's a couple different ideas. We get uh, actual modern archaeology, anthropology, sort of uh, doing some experiments and saying, well, this is probably how the ancient Egyptians were able to handle this. And uh, with that said, like I said, it doesn't really matter what I believe about this. It matters what you believe. We're going to talk about this, this ancient possible progenitor civilization. And who were these ancients? And uh, I, I, I've been I've been watching a lot of Stargate SG-1 recently. I I didn't watch it way back in the 90s or whenever it came out and i have been having a lot of fun with it i just just get into got into season eight and uh it's it sort of spawned the it tickled me a little bit uh in my my brain let's say when i saw this uh, the secret of the pyramids perfect alignment and uh science alert and i thought about that ancient ancient group of whoever they were way back when and in stargate sg1 of course it's a just a fictional television show but they do call Maybe an intergalactic mm, progenitor uh, <laughs> alien species. They do call them the ancients, and they were the uh, supposedly the ones, in, of course, in the Stargate fiction that had created the Stargate system itself, and they're known as the Ancients. And they are now all but extinct because they've ascended or something to this effect. Not too many spoilers, but uh, yeah, if you guys have seen that and you know what I'm talking about, it kind of makes me wonder if there is maybe a human version of the Ancients, of the ancient races and this uh, this progenitor sort of civilization. So that's what's on my mind tonight. As we begin, there's a lot more we can get into. Some of the Graham Hancock stuff and uh, some of the pyramids being maybe 
maybe 10,500 years old instead of, uh, as modern archaeology suspects, 4,500 years old. That's quite a difference there. And, you know, like I said, it depends on what you think about Graham Hancock, of course. Some people think he's a quack. Some people think he's brilliant. Uh, and uh, it's not up to me. It's up to you to decide. So there we go. So that's where we're at tonight. That's what kind of sets this up. And it makes me also wonder, who would the ancients actually be? And uh, there you go. What back to the show? Primordials, like in Marvel. Yeah, we got some of that stuff. We'll get to as well. Links down in the description. But so, do you think again that the pyramids themselves were aligned with the with Orion's belt? Do you think it was an accident? Do you think it was a coincidence? Do you think they did this intentionally for some reason other than uh, just sort of mirroring what they see in the night sky, or do you think there's something more to it? And of course, we know what ancient astronaut theorists would say because, well, we know what they say. But what about the next step? I see you there, Robert. Sorry about that. I'll get to you as soon as we get, uh, come back from the break. But that's what I want to know. What's on your mind? Or that's what's on my mind tonight. But what do you think regarding this ancient progenitor civilization and who actually were the ancients of old? And there we go. I think that probably rounds us out as we do this and talk about all kinds of amazing stuff because this is Troubled Minds after all. So that's what's going on. And uh, like I said, thanks, Robert, for being patient. I'll get to you as soon as we come back from the break here. But what do you believe? Do you believe the mainstream take? Do you believe the Graham Hancock take? Do you think reality is far more exotic than any of that? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More progenitor civilization, the ancients, Troubled Minds, and your phone calls when we return. Be right back. AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment, so you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally, it's easy. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 Champion 200 to win $200 when you bet 10 bucks on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 
responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're taking your phone calls as we discuss the idea of a progenitor civilization. Who were the ancients? And we're talking about Graham Hancock and the the pyramids and all the rest of this stuff. And as usual, it's not about what I believe. It's about what you believe. Do you think it's possible? Somewhere out there in history, there's a race of ancients, advanced or otherwise, that we're all descended from. And of course, in the ancient astronaut theorists say yes. I'm not sure what I say, but what do you say? 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show just like this. Let's go to Robert in Pennsylvania. Thanks for being patient, my friend. You're on Trouble Binds. Go right ahead. I got, uh, I got my Trouble Mind hat on, and, and, and it's fascinating. It's almost like there's a charge that goes through the brain when <laughs> you're wearing that thing. Now you know, uh, why, now and, you know why I seem so crazy all the time. <laughs> And it fills it fills your it fills your brain up with maybe thoughts. There you go, maybe yeah. thoughts. I love it. I love it. So, so what are your maybe thoughts here? Do you think there is a progenitor civilization that's maybe a, a little more spooky or out there than we than we think, or do you think not at all? Do you think maybe the mainstream archaeologists have have it right this time? What are your thoughts, my friend? <laughs> of course, the the mainstream archaeologists don't have it right, and, 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 and probably a good percentage of them know they don't have it right, but they can't admit it because then they would uh, lose their uh, careers. Um, I, I'm absolutely convinced uh, that it was an, uh, that the, the beginning of its civilizations on this planet started, started from immigrations from Mars. Uh, take, a, take a look at our solar system. Uh, we have pyramids here on Earth. We have actual we, there's there's been pyramids seen on the Moon, and now there's pyra- and there's pyramids seen on Mars. I haven't seen any any information that there's ever been any pyramids seen on Saturn or 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 Mercury or Venus or any of the other planets and their satellites. So you just start to calculate. You just and, 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 well, there's pyramids on Mars, there's pyramids on Earth, all right? There's still life on Earth, there's no life on Mars, all right? So you do the little calculations in your, in your mind, and you come up with, well, there's a good, that's a good clue that 
a whole bunch of civilization, or at least uh, some very well-off people from that civilization traveled when that civilization that destroyed itself was just was immigrating to the earth um, to save themselves. Oops, I muted myself. Okay, built, go ahead. Go ahead. And they and they built and they built the pyramids. They built the whole civilization, and they enslaved. Um, they enslaved uh, the humanoids that were that, that were us back in those days. Well, you know that story. Uh, who is it, Jay or somebody that's always bringing up about Inky and all that stuff and and, and those legends? Well, I think that's that there's probably a lot of truth to that. Yeah, that's that's Kelly, and you're talking about the Anunnaki. That's the Sitchin theory of the uh, those those tablets, the yeah. the old Sumerian tablets. Yeah. So okay, so interesting, and this is why I framed the question exactly like this because uh, as uh, Advent says in the chat there that personally I think the progenitors would be way older than the pyramids by either date, and that's exactly my point. So if it goes back further and further and further, in which we keep finding evidence of at least here on Earth, the question becomes: Is the progenitor race civilization, whoever these individuals were or are still because some people say they still exist they've whatever they've become right but uh where did they come from and i I like your take i like the take on mars and all the rest of this so so uh, so you think that there's no coincidence that pyramids are are all over the world and even on mars or antarctica and all the rest of this that it's related and it's related to uh, more of a let's say galactic family that's probably a good way to put it. it it's like it's like it's like the evidence is there right in front of your nose all right, and and because it's so profound, it has to be you know the, the it has to be ignored and and thought to be something else. I mean, it really is. It's it's right there in front of our noses. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I've I've seen some of that evidence as well, and I'm and, and and I know, like the the whole idea, right, is to throw the question out and see what we think. So you guys, you guys know, I'm not going to try and make the case specifically, but uh, that's why we kind of do it in this format. So, so you think for sure, for sure, there's like it goes back many many hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, or sure. even millions. And I think Hancock, I think Hancock has got it right when he looks at when when, when he's you know uh, I wrote I read his book a long time ago, and the marks at the base of the of the sphinx indicate you know that that erosion is was caused by a flood um, you know that you know i that particular part of the of the world was was an oasis at one time and there was and and so if that if that was if that if that is fact true then he'd be quite correct to say that the that the sphinx itself is 25 to 26,000 years old yeah, and, and I do like that one, not just in terms of uh, sort of drinking the maybe juice, but uh, it seems like, you know, like we were talking about the a- ancient wonders of the world, the seven ancient wonders, uh, this thing's still still standing, and it seems like it's going to outlast, uh, you know, the, the seven modern wonders of the world, which uh, which is pretty outrageous to me. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's fantastic. The idea is great, and uh, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Now, what yeah, else you got? There's, one, there's still one question left. Sure. There's still one question left. Why were why were those that that the ancient civilizations so focused on Orion? Let's say that you know they they immigrated from Mars when when they, when that civilization was destroying itself, uh, which is almost close to being repeated here on Earth. 
why would they be so focused on Orion? That's a good question. And I, I think we should add it to the list of questions tonight. You're, you're correct. Do you have a theory well, my hat, my hat sending a maybe thought <laughs> into my brain. And it's, and it's saying, you know why? Because they were so advanced that they knew the whole truth about life and death. And that Orion is really where we go to, where life goes to when it dies. Okay, so it's sort of built into that, uh, the idea of reincarnation, and uh, that's maybe at least at least a direction we go, where the soul goes to maybe reincarnate and then come back, something like that? Sure, uh, and they would, you know, they would be so advanced that they would already know that. We're close to, we're, this, our own civilization is close to finally lifting the veil on all that. That civilization would have lifted the veil on that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and, I, and I don't know, like I said, uh, you know me, I don't have answers here, but I, I do think it's fascinating stuff. Uh, what's up, Todd, in the chat says, simple answer is Orion is very noticeable in this guy. And that's true. That's very true. Uh, you can always go for simple, simple answers here as well. And that's why this is a conversation. Um, so so uh, who, who do you think were the ancients then? If, if we're talking about, so we have a progenitor civilization, you think they came from Mars, who were they? Do you think that we, we've sort of become part of them now, or do you think that it's a separate thing entirely? I, 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 would, I would imagine they, that they were probably, uh, because the gravity is less on Mars, that they'd be a lot taller than us. And that, uh, matter of fact, they may be uh, what is the mythology of the giants. They may have been really, really tall people. I suspect that they were. And then they enslaved um, the primitive uh, people that we were back then to do their mining and things like that. And, and um, But they also had the ability to do the pyramids uh, by canceling out gravity. If, if they had... If they had if they had ships, spaceships that canceled gravity, like like they do today, these these the UFOs, which you say, then they then that certainly that that ability that that technology could be used to cut and levitate stone and make a perfect seal that you can't put a piece of paper through. That seems to me. It it just seems to me. So e- so easy to, to 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 figure out, and and there's one other question that comes to me, and I'm thinking to myself, why is Elon Musk so obsessed with getting to Mars? Uh. Does he have some kind of? Does he have some kind of cellular memory of a past life where he was some kind of you know multi-billionaire on Mars, and was he one of the ones? that was on the ships that migrated from Mars to Earth. There you go. Are you, are you saying he's, he's somehow related to the ancients? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, think that, I, think that, I think that if you, if you, if you buy into uh, uh, reincarnation theory, uh, all of us have cellular memories of all of our past lives, so would he. And, and he, he's basically repeating if if I'm if if this is maybe juice now, 
okay? Sure, of course. If he's basically repeating uh, the life he led on Mars as somebody who was a great industrialist, a great, tech, you know, built technology and, and, and had the resources uh, with a bunch of his other friends uh, to immigrate to Mars before there were complete disaster, uh, to immigrate from Mars to Earth, he would have a cellular memory of that. Kind of like, you know, we get, we get this instinct in our, in our, deep down in our, in our cavities about, you know, going home. All right, we see, we see that as heaven. You know, we want to go home. All right, and I think that's where his, what, 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 what his motivation is. He may not recognize it, but deep down in his cellular memory, he's trying to go home. Yeah, he he certainly seems to be drawn there, doesn't he? One hundred percent. That's for, that's for damn sure. It makes you wonder what he knows that we don't. Huh? That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I think that man. I think that man knows a heck of a lot more than most people do. Um, and and I mean, otherwise, why bother? I mean, it's it's a desolate planet. I mean, you would say, why why is that? What well, you know? There's a why would that grip him like that? And I really do. I think he's, he's following his cellular memory, and, and he's just trying to get home. And the only way he can get home is to, is to go, go from EVs to, to rocket ships and, 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 uh, and, and, and evolve into, do, into doing just that. I'm not saying that he will go to Mars, but I think he will. And I think he'll perish there. <laughs> But, you know, I, I really do. I think he has an, a, a cellular memory of having lived there. Right on, right on. I, I love the theory. Uh, good stuff. As, as you know, we'll keep an eye on the Elon Musk story and see if he goes. Uh, have you heard this, by the way, that uh, Werner von Braun actually was part of a story written about uh, the name Elon associated with the colonization of Mars way back in, the, uh, the ni- in 1952? Nope, never heard that story. Okay. Maybe you could tell. tell okay. I'm going to get off the phone, and maybe you can brief the rest of us on that story. Okay, you got it. Okay. You got it. Pleasure's mine. Thank you. Talk Appreciate the call, Robert. Bye. Have a great night. There you go. That's uh, that's Robert in Pennsylvania. He's got a book called Stories from a Fractured Mind, the Robert Collection. I read it. He sent me a couple copies, and uh, check it out. Links in the description. Good dude. Good friend of mine. Good friend of the show. What do you think? I, I like the theory. I like the theory that, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of heard this, the idea of the, the Graham Hancock and maybe the ancient astronaut type of theory, where uh, we're not, uh, maybe not novel on Earth because... Because, well, we came from somewhere else. We came from the stars. And actually, let's get to that quote by, uh, by Graham, Graham Hancock. He said this, We are consciousness incarnated in stardust. And that's a Graham Hancock quote. And very, very to the point here. And let's get to that. Let's get to that story real quick with uh, Elon and uh, Werner von Braun. Uh, what's up? Shout out to, uh, to uh, who said that in the... In the chat, uh, that was uh, Bernays Sauce, Von Braun book about Beware the Elon. Here you go. Check this out. This is from uh, VintageNews.com. And this is why this is what makes this, uh, this format great of just doing it and talking to you guys. Because I hadn't really considered taking this idea, the progenitor uh, civilization, to Mars. But uh, first call we get, uh, Robert's like, hey, you know, uh, what about Mars? And is this where they came from? And Elon and all the rest of this. And then uh, Bernays Sauce in the chat brings this up. Check this out. Um, this is, again, from VintageNews.com. 
Headline is this. In 1952, a German scientist predicted the name Elon would be associated with the colonization of Mars. And let's see. Uh, Werner von Braun was a German aerospace engineer responsible for the de- development of one of Nazi Germany's most advanced weapons, the V-2 rocket, right? We've heard this story, uh, uh, Operation Paperclip and uh, Werner von Braun, basically uh, the the uh, the godfather of NASA. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it, he was also a Nazi. Uh, so the V-2 rocket, nicknamed the Vengeance Weapon, was the first long-range guided ballistic missile in the world. It entered service in late 1944, and by the end, over 3,000 V-2 missiles uh, had been launched by the Wehrmacht, killing around 9,000 civilians and military personnel. Anyway, uh, on to the rest of this. Uh, Von Braun was an avid astronomer who developed a passion for rockets early in his youth. In 1934, he earned a doctorate in aerospace engineering, blah, blah, blah. And here we go. Let's see. Um, okay, he was uh, blah, blah. More of this. Let's get to the Elon. Here we go. Uh, his writings on the construction of a space station inspired the design concepts of Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now here's where it gets crazy. Von Braun's work, this is a fictional work, The Mars Project, published in 1952, was a somewhat megalomaniacal but also strangely prophetic. The book proposed a manned mission to Mars that would result in the planet's colonization and the establishment of an an autonomous government there on Mars, right? But then check this out. The mission would include a fleet of 10 massive spacecraft, which would transport 70 astronauts and nine crew vehicles. Braun made detailed calculations of all the aeronautical and engineering parameters of the mission, but... Although his grand, grandwise, how do you say that word, attracted the attention of some wealthy people interested in space exploration, including Walt Disney, it remained purely theoretical due to technological limitations of the 1950s. And this is where it gets super weird. Uh, so again, a fictional account written by Werner von Braun, the Nazi rocket scientist that came over to the United States, the godfather of NASA, the V-2 rocket, and of course, uh, the, the entire NASA space program, right? So he said this. The prophetic part of von Braun's work concerns the autonomous government of Mars. Namely, he proposed that instead of presidents, rulers of the, co- the colony would be appointed the title of Elon. E-L-O-N. The Mar- uh, quote, the Martian government was directed by 10 men, the leader of whom was elected by universal suffrage for five years and entitled Elon. Two houses of parliament enacted the laws to be administrated by the Elon and his cabinet. The upper house was called the Council of the Elders and was limited to a membership of 60 persons, each being appointed for life by the Elon as vacancies occurred by death. Now, now look, 1952, Werner von Braun, the literal godfather of NASA and, of course, Operation Paperclip, the Nazi, brought over here as shortly after World War II. And he wrote a fictional account in 1952 about the settlement of Mars and used the name Elon. Hmm. You think that's a coincidence? That's the type of stuff that makes me go, are we living in a simulation? (laughs) Like, what in the world is this? I'll link this in the chat because I hadn't actually uh, thought about talking about this. But again, like I said, that's why we do this in this format to kind of get things going in some different directions. And here's the uh, the actual article if you want to check it out. But yeah, uh, can you believe that? 1952, Werner von Braun wrote a fictional account of how he saw the colonization of Mars. And in the way he saw it, he determined that the government on Mars would be ruled by the title Elon. 
<laughs> Ooh, that's super weird. That's super weird. Again, uh, coincidence, right? This is just a coincidence, I'm sure. I mean, this this is fine. It's just a coincidence. Uh, what are your thoughts, though? Do you think that, uh, again, we're talking about the progenitor civilization. Who were these ancients? And again, were they people? Were they, again, and we've heard about Atlantis and Lemuria. And again, you know, uh, a lot of folks will call this pseudoscience and whatever, what have you. But the truth is, we don't really know the the extent of ancient civilizations because we have, you know, a great reset after a great reset after a great reset, which we've seen throughout history over and over again, even in modern times, like meaning the last couple thousand years. We've seen some pretty horrific things happen uh, with famines and plagues and things like this and the, the, the sun just disappearing for like two years or something like this that caused just massive worldwide strife and starvation and all, all the rest of this. So I don't know. Uh, back to the flood, uh, like uh, like Robert was saying, that Graham Hancock cited in his book, again, the book is called, what's this book called? Fingerprints of the Gods, that uh, he, he actually uh, said that the, the erosion on the bottom part of the pyramids were from the flood. So again, what do you believe? Like I said, I, I don't know. I don't have answers here. I'm not the answers guy. But I think it is fascinating to consider all this stuff as being uh, real in some way or or even not it depends it's up to you so what are your thoughts on this 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 what do you think about mars what do you think about uh, yeah 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 uh, moon monk wait so the founder of nasa was a nazi yes indeed operation paperclip my friend <laughs> yes indeed werner von braun uh, so okay so what do you think about this idea so robert called in thanks for the fantastic call robert thanks for buying the hat these these hats are sharp aren't they troubledfans.com you can find hats exactly like this and other styles and colors but um okay and so this is where we're at tonight we're talking about the progenitor civilization who were these ancient ones and again open-ended non-linear we can take this however you want to go and uh that's what we're going to do tonight and Robert started us off with a banger, and we went to Mars. What do you think? Pyramids on Mars? Pyramids on Earth? Do you think there's some sort of correlation? What about the Cydonia area? Things like this, right? Is it a, is it a coincidence that in 1952, Werner von Braun, the actual Nazi godfather of NASA, wrote a fictional account of settling on Mars and said that the actual government itself would be ruled by the title of Elon, E-L-O-N. Hmm, weird and curiouser and curiouser. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts one more time. 702-957-1037. And like I said, it, it is pretty interesting in terms of where we came from. I, I think it's an interesting thing where uh, the further back you think, the further back you wonder about just just being human, right? Where the, the very beginnings of this came from. You know, uh, some scientists or some individuals would tell you that, uh, you know, we were, uh, you know, pond scum at some point, And, you know, we kind of uh, evolved from that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that entirely. Uh, it seems like there's some, you know, let's say, wink, wink, missing links in there uh, from, from here to there. And so, uh, I don't know. I, it, it seems... I don't know. It, it, it seems like a, a little bit of a stretch, but I don't know. I, I, clearly, I think uh, aliens building the pyramids also seems like a little bit of a stretch. So it depends uh, who you ask, of course. So what do you think? What do you think about maybe the progenitor civilization coming from maybe off-world? That's another thing we can add to the discussion tonight. And uh, there we go. There we go. What are your thoughts? So as we get down to it, uh, great stuff from Robert to get us started. O Operation Paperclip, I ha hadn't actually considered uh, Mars and the Elon and all the rest of that. But here we are. We may as well add it to the list of things because why the hell not? Nobody tells us what we can and can't talk about. So that's the deal. That's what's on my mind tonight. 
who were these ancient ones? And, and it, again, in Stargate SG-1, I'm really enjoying that. And again, Robert, if you're listening, I recommended he start watching that. And he said uh, he said he would. And I want to warn you, though, if you, if you haven't started yet, the first six or, six or seven episodes are pretty cringe. So uh, get through that, and it gets much, much, much better. So anyway, there we go. So as we, as we uh, wind this down and get to the end of the second segment here, the question becomes, the question is still... Was there a progenitor civilization on Earth? Do you think we all came from maybe one source? And one source being, who knows, as Robert suggested, maybe Mars itself. What about off-planet? What about, who knows, what about Graham Hancock and the 10,500-year-old pyramid and the erosion on the side that may be from the Great Flood itself? You tell me. Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. It's as simple as that. Like I said, I'm not the answers guy. I'm the questions guy. And I'd love to hear what you believe regarding, let's say, the dawn of human civilization. Uh, Let's see. I think we're good. Everything's caught up. And, uh, yeah, this is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More progenitor civilization, the ancients, your phone calls, and Elon Musk on Mars when we return. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ready for payroll that's pain-free because it's perfect every time? Where employee nightmares like insufficient funds, overdraft fees, and missed payments could become a thing of the past? Then you're ready for Betty. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll, giving them greater paycheck insight and the ability to resolve issues before payroll submission for greater accuracy and peace of mind. Learn more at paycom.com betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. And they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images.
off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. Questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It is Wednesday night, which is one of the nights we get together to talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. What are those things, you may wonder? Well, let me sum up because there's too much to really explain. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Tonight, we're discussing the idea of a progenitor civilization. Graham Hancock has always said we are a, a society, a race of people with amnesia, and that our history goes back quite a bit further than we've been led to believe. But it doesn't matter what he says, at least it does in some capacity, because it only matters to me what you believe. What are your thoughts on this? What were the actual ancients of the progenitor civilization? Were they from Mars, as Robert suggested? Uh, what about this Elon stuff and Werner von Braun and the rockets 1952, the Saturn rocket and uh, the, the actual prediction that maybe the government would be run on Mars when they settled by one named Elon? Interesting, interesting. And uh, well, what do you think, as usual, right? So we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM and taking your phone calls. And you can reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. It's as simple as that. Uh, what's up, S Magician, over on the Fringe uh, Discord? How are you? Let's roll. Let's go to uh, Joe in Florida. Welcome to Troubled Minds. Go right ahead, my friend. How are you tonight? How about you, guys? Just hanging out for a little bit. Um, agree with Robert, but I'm going to do like a maybe an argument for an argument against, against devil's advocate, but um, totally lots of proof. Um, pyramids, all of that, repeating that. The other thing that I find is that there's an article, and I wonder if I have the chance, because uh, I'm such a night shift person, even though I work during the day now, and it kills me. Uh, but they say that there's one percent of the population I posted the article and walks in that say you may have a gene that's this you have a disposition for a twenty five hour sleep cycle, which is what I guess Mars would be a twenty five hour sleep cycle. So to me that's all certain you know, evidence, circumstantial, whatever. Um but I kinda lean towards that theory that they made. They came over here and populated or controlled us or genetically modified us. Now, my argument against that is if we could find evidence for the pyramids, you know, the pyramids are there, all these things are there, um, but we don't find any landing craft 
I mean, it's it's conceivable that if they came in big crafts, they, you know, big spaceships, that they would burn up in the atmosphere. But you would still have to have a landing craft. And up till now, if anything has been found, and hasn't been found on a large enough scale to let it leak out. Kind of like when you do some giant skulls here and there, and everybody says the Smithsonian's got them hidden. But we still see pictures of giants, you know, whatever that frame of reference is, if a giant is maybe 10 feet tall as opposed to 20 feet tall, but people that are abnormally sized, that's leaked out. To my knowledge, I don't think we found anything um, that has any type of technology as far as a rocket ship. So, making that argument further, if we were living in ancient times and we were staring up at a clear sky without light pollution, we would probably see a lot more rocks falling out of the sky with tails on them. And it wouldn't be a far stretch to say that the way we wrote stories about the stars and the um, constellations and all of those things it wouldn't be a far stretch to say that looks like somebody leaving the planet and then drawing a picture of a meteor that they seen or an asteroid that flew through the atmosphere, drawing those pictures with people inside them. And that would kind of maybe explain why each culture has different depictions of rocket ships, but maybe they never met the people inside them. It was just every different culture on this planet you know, meteors or asteroids or whatever it was flying to the sky. So, I don't know if that makes... It's a pro and con. I'd like to believe we could come from Mars. You know, I'd like to have an explanation as to why I don't sleep at night without taking medication. So, all those things. But, on the other hand, uh, maybe we've just been here and we've had a second start of, 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 of uh, civilization, and we forgot the first. You know, we forgot our progenitors, which are maybe just us. I, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, that's my argument for now. Okay, so so uh, so so may, maybe you say maybe Mars. Uh, if if you had to make a guess, the progenitor civilization is it just us, and we're we're uh, overthinking things, or do you think it is a, a little more exotic than that? If Mars has pyramids and we have pyramids, it would be suffice it to say that maybe we didn't come from Mars, maybe something from someplace else populated both planets, and the ones that did that are actually still in the moon. So okay. now we get into our Stargate theory. So, kind of, you know, maybe something came from somewhere else. Uh, let's face it, there's uh, you know, there's moons around Mars that say, I think, that might have a metal surface similar to what they say in the moon getting hollow. Um, now you're pushing me because I didn't really think about this. I'm just kind of making it up like anything else. But maybe, juice wise, maybe it was something else that put both of us, you know, had two aquariums basically going, and one aquarium didn't make it, and this aquarium so far is making it. Um, kind of like when. Um, Captain Kirk put Khan down on SETI Alpha 5, and that planet exploded, and then you have Wrath of Khan. You know, if that makes any type of sense. 
I think maybe it's the Grays. Maybe it's the Grays that came through. I mean, you're watching Stargate, the Asgard, uh, all of those things. Whenever they appear to other people, they appear as gods or in different forms. But we get to see the Asgard as those gray aliens on that show. Um, you know, the, um, the, the whatever it was, the gold, they appear as, you know, as uh, symbiotes. So all of that. So maybe it was something totally different that put us both down because I'm looking at, well, if there's, if there's pyramids on Mars, then you maybe would see skyscrapers or something left other than a pyramid. So how did they get to the, to the development of a rocket ship to get over here? You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, and not only that, too, like, uh, I would expect that uh, if that was the case and there was some sort of a civilization that did come here in ships, they wouldn't leave their ships, right? They would probably take off in them. You know, like, you wouldn't just land them and then... Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there where, where it's, uh, at least at least in... in so- go ahead, go ahead. The only other thing that comes to mind is there's a movie, I believe it's called Knowing, uh, with Nicholas Cage. And uh, he sees these predictions and these patterns, and he knows that something's coming. And basically, something else comes and takes the children that are like pure of heart to basically restart civilization somewhere else. So, you know, we have arguments in the Bible about that. We have, you know, uh, the flood, there's this, there's that of civilization being restarted. So maybe something came from somewhere else that was far more advanced. Started an experiment on Mars, started an experiment here. This experiment is still going. Not too well, but still going. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. As you can tell, the world has been in a rough spot the last 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I love the theories. I love the idea. Thanks for bringing this article here to the thought process. Night owls are from Mars. I love it. I'll read a little bit of this and fill everybody in on your theory. But I do love that. Let's Both you and I are night owls. Maybe we're part of that 1% of the gene mutation. I love the idea, my friend. Have a good night. I'm going to try to take my uh, my little bit of pill that doesn't do much. I get four hours sleep. Get it. Get it, bro. Get it. Joe in Florida. I appreciate the phone call. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Have a great night. And girls and however you identify as. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> Have a great one, man. You too. There you go. So uh, Joe shared this article real quick, and we'll go to Matt. Uh, this is from uh, experience.lifetime.life. Uh, night owls are from Mars, it reads. Uh, just over 1% of humans carry a gene, mut- gene mutation that predisposes them to late nights, according to a new study published in the journal Cell. Specifically, the CR1 mutation puts the body on a 24 and a half hour clock which suits its carriers to life on mars where a day lasts 24 hours and 39 minutes quote carriers of the gene have longer internal days than our planet gives them researcher alina pat key who headed the research study at rockefeller university told nbc news they're essentially playing catch-up for their entire lives there you go maybe that's why i can't ever sleep i'm from mars 702-957-1037 we're talking about the progenitor civilization who were the ancients what are your theories let's go to matt in california welcome to troubled minds thanks for being patient my friend how are you tonight hey mike how's it going uh doing good doing the doing the thing man talking about crazy stuff by night more troubled minds you know just a normal wednesday night for us uh what are your thoughts on this progenitor civilization is it as exotic as we're making it or do you think we're overthinking things 
Well, I called to talk about the pyramids because I, I love these. I love talking about the pyramids. Sure, go right ahead. And I think it, it's important that there's two questions that are just as important. It's not how they built the pyramids it, and also why they built the pyramids. I think those are two equally important questions. And so this Graham guy, he was ta- he listened to his articles. He was talking about, he broke down like how much each stone weighed. And he talked about how the pyramids were lined up to true north and not magnetic north. So there's a difference. I guess there's a difference between magnetic north and true north. And so the pyramid was lined up to that. And that could be, that can go into your hollow earth theory. And then if he did it that way, that means when they built the pyramid, they had to start with a cornerstone and they would, they had to line that up perfectly. And then each stone had to be built as they built the foundation and they built it up. They built it with, there was no mistakes. Like they had to build it perfectly. Otherwise it wouldn't be a triangle. And so, and the other one was, um, he said that if you take the circumference of the pyramid, the outside edge and you measure it up and you, um, add it up, it equals the circumference of the earth. And I thought that was wild because how did this primitive civilization know that when you go through the, the dark ages through back then, they thought the sun went around the earth. They thought the, the earth was flat, but the Egyptians knew the circumference of the earth. They knew it was round. Like that's not, I think that would be a, that's kind of a ancient alien, you know, how they know that. Oops, I muted myself. Yeah, but you mean it's yeah. scale, though, right? So it was like a particular unit that's, that matches that scale, the, the circumference of the Earth, right, is what we're talking? Yeah, like, not, not only did they know the circumference of the Earth, that they scaled it down to tell it. It's in that, um, we're talking about that guy, I forget his name, Graham. Graham Hancock. He was yeah. talking about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild, and and he's he's actually uh, one of the guys that was uh, really really into this idea of the the pyramids being uh, quite a bit older than we suspect. And uh, again, uh, back to the age of um, oh, I can't remember the name. It's uh, the age uh, ten thousand five hundred years ago. It, it'll come to me in a sec. But uh, but yeah, go ahead. You got more on the pyramids. I, I love that you're into this. That uh, there, there's a lot to talk about. Again, about something. Uh, like I said, so so uh, what was it? Mon- monst- monstrosity? I don't know. I forgot what I said. It was good then. I, I lost it now. But go right ahead. What else you got? Uh, the pyramids, my man. <laughs> Megalithic, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, okay, why were the pyramids built? And there's all kinds of speculations. And, and with both questions, we don't know. We're speculating. But um, why were the pyramids built? And so if you ask a, you know, a teacher, they're going to tell you, oh, silly, the pyramids were built for the mummies, for the pharaohs to be buried. And I think about that, and it don't make sense to me. If it takes, they they said it took them 20 years to build a pyramid. And and we have to believe in in that theory, if they were primitive slaves, and they were using hammers and rocks and primitive tools to break apart rock that straight, thousands of pound bricks, and then heave-ho them up, pull them up these slopes with like rollers and there's a guy with a blow horn, you know, heave ho. And they're pulling these rocks up. <laughs> Don't forget the whip where there's a whip. Yeah. There's a whip. <laughs> <laughs> and so if we believe that theory, I don't, I don't care how many people you have workforce. It's going to take longer than 20 years to build this, this, this megalithic structure and, and be that precise 
it wasn't it wasn't slaves. These were master craftsmen that built this thing, that took care of it. And so I'm thinking about that. Okay, so let's just say, I will say if they did it that way, I could believe they did it in maybe a hundred years. They would they'd be able to do it. And so you think the pharaoh, if the pharaoh's like twelve when they find out he's a pharaoh, and back then the life expectancy wasn't so long. So let's say seventy years. Let's I I would say seventy years old man is is pretty old for for an Egyptian back then. Then that means that they were they would have to start building the pyramid. With you know either after they found out he was the pharaoh, they would still be py- building the pyramid years after he had already died. So it doesn't make sense to me that they would bury they would build this pyramid just to bury one person in it. And if you ask the archaeologists and stuff, they'll they'll laugh at you. They'll say we don't find mummies in pyramids. The mummies are uh, buried like outside in like tombs, like around the pyramid, but not in the pyramid. So what was the pyramid built for? And there's a show I watched where I got this from is uh, the Pyramid Codes. It's a History Channel documentary. And there's this team of scientists that they're going out with um, uh, ground penetrating radar, sonar. And they're like trying to find, you know, artifacts under the sand in the desert in, in Egypt. And they're just kind of going out willy-nilly, just kind of going to random locations, trying to find things under the ground. And it's dangerous, you know, it's the desert, it's, it's a no-man's land. If, if you go too far and you don't have enough supplies or you don't, you're not prepared, it's dangerous. And so they kind of were like, their, their crew was kind of halted by that, you know, it's, it's hard to go out and do this stuff. And so what they did was they waited until the pyramids of Giza lined up to Orion's belt. And they took a snapshot of the stars. And then they took a map of the ground. And they um, imposed that map of the stars over the, over the land. And they scaled it down. And then they started following the stars on the map. Going out into the desert to this particular star. And then they would use the ground penetrating radar. And they were finding pyramids. So it wasn't just those three stars that lined up to the pyramids of Giza. There was other pyramids built. Aligning with other stars and aligning with other planets as well. Gotcha. So, so not just the three, the great, the, the most famous pyramids of Egypt, the three, uh, there's more. And, and you're saying they correlate to a star map, sort of a snapshot of the sky back when these things were actually built. Uh, there's a thing called the Orion Correlation Theory, and it's part of what you're talking about here. And it deposits there's a correlation between the location of the three largest pyramids and Orion's belt. And uh, so if you're saying there's more, they were with this ground penetrating radar, they had, so they were, they were sort of emulating the sky. Uh, with a with a star map and building pyramids and yeah i mean i don't know like like i'm with you in the sense that if um they built these things to bury the pharaoh and uh you know so science uh what the mainstream archaeology will say is that these you know the pharaoh's remains and the treasures inside were looted long ago and that's why there's nothing there now but uh it also seems mm, i don't know it, it just seems unlikely because the whole point of burying something is you you want to hide it right like a, a lot of the the tombs of the pharaohs and whatnot were hidden in the valley of the kings underground and uh, you know kind of made to look uh, not like uh, you know the, the, the most obvious thing in the world so you couldn't just loot it you know so it doesn't make sense that uh, just this one sort of area is exactly the opposite of the way they buried all the rest of the pharaohs it seems it seems odd it definitely seems odd uh, what else you got we got a couple uh, about three and a half more minutes for you go right ahead my friend 
Uh, I'm just going to say that I think we should, we got to keep looking at this and, and speculating and talking about it. We don't know. We, we weren't there. And um, I think that there's so many questions and not enough answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, like I always say, ans- answers are easy. So it, I, as always, take all the stuff we're talking about with a grain of salt and make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. Matt knows this. And, and we're just, uh, we're just kind of kicking it, talking about uh, some of these ideas. Graham Hancock, again, uh, I, I liked a Robert where he, t- he took us, man, like we may as well just start on Mars if we're talking about the progenitor civilization, right? <laughs> the pyramids on Mars. <laughs> Why not start there? I mean, it is a uh, troubled minds after all. Let's drink some maybe juice. Um, yeah, what do you think about that theory about uh, maybe the, the Elon and the rest of that Mars stuff? Do you think there's any correlation here? Or do you think maybe we're taking a, 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 a turn down the wrong alley at the wrong time? I don't, I don't know much. I know there's pyramids on, there's, if there is pyramids on Mars and there's pyramids all around the world, and that kind of trips me out too, because when we talk about the pyramids, usually we're talking about the pyramids of Giza. But the, all around the world, there's there's, we find these pyramids and they're they're kind of some of them are kind of hidden or like buried on you know the earth took it over and oh talking about how they lined it up to the sun and how you know certain days of the the equinoxes there's like the temple of karnak in egypt it you know the sun comes up on the the solstices or the equinoxes i forget which one but they're like they have lines with that and there's other structures around the world like stonehenge it's the same thing on the on the solstices. Oh, that's what it is. On the solstices for the Stonehenge, the sun rises and sets through this certain stone. And then the other one on the equinoxes, that's the, in the Temple of Karnak, where there's this temple, and the only time the sun shines into the temple is during the sun rise or sunset of the equinoxes. And it kind of reminds me of, like, in Indiana Jones, <laughs> when he has that little, um, like, artifact and he's shining the light through and it's only when the sun hits it a certain way oh yeah like yeah what, the, kind of, what, what kind of secrets are there yeah the staff of raw and tannis the city yeah yeah <laughs> one of my favorites man uh matt you were the best we were running out of time i appreciate it very much matt in california good friend of mine uh, thanks for chipping in and thanks for giving us some great ideas you're the best bro thanks mike good night all right you too there you go if you want to be part of the show we're still talking about this what do you think about the progenitor civilization who were the ancients and not only that well where did they come from and uh is it again are we making this more complicated than it seems uh, a la maybe graham hancock style or what about full-on richard hoagland like uh like, like uh, bernays said in the chat what are your thoughts 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 we got jennifer on the line and we'll be back with her in just a moment this is troubled minds i'm michael strange don't go anywhere more progenitor civilization the ancients jennifer and your calls when we return be right back don't go anywhere membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? 
You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your calls as we discuss the progenitor civilization. Who were the ancients? How far back do you think this goes? Mainstream archaeology says, oh, man, maybe 5,000 years, 6,000 years, something like that. Well, uh, Graham Hancock thinks the pyramids themselves were built 10,000 years ago or even more than that. What are your thoughts? Where did we come from? Where are we going? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. It's as simple as that. Let's go to Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to Troubled Mind. Thank you for being patient. Go right ahead, my friend. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, this is that. The pyramids are the big thing, aren't they? I mean, they're all over the planet. It's really strange. <laughs> We've been trying to figure it out. And I think one of the biggest things that's strange about it, too, is how we stopped building pyramids. You know, that's weird. Sorry, taking a sip of my coffee while you're that talking. Yeah, it is them. weird. It is weird. That, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, just, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so, that we don't build them anymore. Yeah, and, and if it was yeah. like the most stable structure, built. yeah, it seems like we would keep building these things, right? But but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, wild stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on the age of this and maybe this progenitor civilization? Well, I mean, I've the progenitor generation, the whole idea about that, I mean, um, if you look back, I mean, we don't have anything to go off of except for our own science and history, and then all of the mythos. I I like to kind of blend them both and try to see if there's some kind of connection. When you think about, um, I haven't recently, I posted something about the Aztecs, and I was thinking about them, you know, and they talk about how there were, there are the four cycles, and we're in the fifth cycle, but each cycle had its own sun and everything, and that it was a world itself. With its, with its sun every single time. And in those worlds, every time it was destroyed, it destroyed the race that was there. And the first, there was like a race of giants. They could have built the pyramid. There's one. There was a race of fish. Humans changed themselves into fish because the world was flooded. And that's an interesting notion. I was thinking, you know, the pyramids would be easier to build underwater. That makes sense. Kind of weird, but they could use, I don't know if they somehow, there's a lot of mythos about some type of water being somehow that humans or there's some kind of humanoid fish beings. You have that. And I guess that could make sense in a way. You also have the idea that the nature, like the earth itself could have, I've been thinking about this more and more 
there's a rock wall in Texas and people were digging it up trying to, and these archeologists found this rock wall in Texas and it was shaped as if like very similar to the pyramids in a way, the way that the stones were stacked, it was limestone. And it was like wedged and stacked in this wonderful, perfect symmetry. But they decided in the end, the archeologists believe that it was a natural formation caused by like water and all these things got me to thinking about, I don't want to skip to some other topic because I was thinking about the Mars thing just then, but you know, it got me thinking about the, there was something I read in an article too, that talked about above the earth's surface, there's a magnetic portal between the sun and the earth magnetic portal. And when you think about that idea that perhaps, you know, the fact that these are aligned in certain positions, I wonder if somehow this, some of them, some of the pyramids could have been created. I mean, if you were walking along as an ancient being and you came across a pyramid in any of these places and no one had built them, but the earth itself had created it, we see all this other perfect symmetry everywhere. All of our math and everything is based off of natural symmetry. Every bit of it. Like the, our mathematics of Fibonacci sequence are based off of nature. You think about that and the fact that is it possible? Like, is it conceivable even that somehow some of these pyramids were just created out of some kind of magnetic force that is coming from the sun itself or a past sun of one of those worlds? And then back to the Mars thing, I didn't really fit, but I want to finish on that because there's just so much really, real quick, and I don't want to be on very long. But like with the Mars thing, in the Saturn mythos, there's the idea that Saturn had several moons. You know, we already know about its moons right now, but that the Earth itself was a moon of Saturn and that Mars was a moon of Saturn. And there were possibly an inhabitants of Mars as a moon of Saturn, as the original sun of the Earth, too, that the Earth itself was a moon of Saturn, and that we are actually just, you know, that we were originally with the brown dwarf star rather than this yellow dwarf star. I think it's very strange. And if you think about the, in the Saturn mythos, they talk about the axis mundi. And it's like this, due to the Birkeley current that was occurring between Earth and Saturn, there was this sort of formation happening at the pole that looks just like a pyramid, like a Jacob's ladder going up to like following that electrical current and it's electrical theories like Tesla and electrical universe. But it looks like a ladder right up to heaven, kind of like a pyramid. It made me think too, that if it was pointing at Saturn, like the sun itself, or if it somehow our sun has been going through cycles and it was different at some point or who knows. But in the case of, the Aztecs and everything, they were, you know, they were doing the sacrifices and stuff at the top of the pyramid. And I, and then you have all that mythos about the sacrifice of, you know, like in Catholicism, you have the sacrifice of uh, the Christ and that it's this whole sun thing, the thing with the sun and the fact that the pyramid itself is representative of the sun and it's a ladder up to heaven there and they would do their sacrifices at the top. And it's so strange. And we know that the, that the Egyptians were doing that too. I don't know. Cause there's so many different ways it could be. You have the idea that the Atlanteans were the Egyptians and they built them about the same time. Their grand, 
Hancock is talking about, that there are all these events that were occurring, that the earth was going through these uh, tremendous changes, and that the water was much lower at one point, and that the weather was very even, and there were hardly any meteorological changes at all because the sun, because it was Saturn as the sun in that theory, you know, in that theory right there. But if you think about that the Atlanteans may have built it and that it's very ancient, I don't know. And then, but yeah, I think there's something to do with the sun and the magnetic, the fact that it's 99% of the mass of the solar system. And there, it's possible that, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I don't know. But, but I wanted to bring those points up. <laughs> yeah no great stuff as always uh you did mention the, the sea level there i was looking into that as part of this uh this discussion tonight as well because you would expect that if the, we, there was some sort of ancient civilization that is you know we don't have evidence of directly uh it would be under the ocean right we, we've talked about that in the past and, and if you if you do look at the sea level like you're describing here and we're talking about uh 20,000 years ago that the, the sea level was quite a bit lower than what they suggest today. Like even in, in the course of 200,000 years, at like sort of a, a, a bottom mark, like the lowest it's been. So uh, that would literally just say like Atlantis and Lemuria and some of these places that they say may have been are literally just underwater now. I mean, at least, you know, some of the scientific evidence there lines up to what we're describing and what we're talking about. So I am glad you brought that up because I may have completely skipped over that if uh, if you hadn't hadn't mentioned it. Brilliant stuff as usual. Um, so if you got to guess, um, where do we come from? <laughs> Where did we come from? Just an easy question. I don't know, but you just reminded me of, I don't know, but you just reminded me of something, too, about the the sea level thing. When I was doing some research, like, uh, a while back, I was looking at something, and the pyramid, the shape of the pyramid, and this is, so you reminded me of something, but the shape of the pyramid itself can withstand the, like, if you were to have a magnetic pole shift of the Earth, I'm really into that. <laughs> like I'm kind of, I'm a little darker with the doomsday thing, but like, you know, but the idea that the earth has ended before and that kind of thing, I like the idea that it comes back anyway. But if you think about the switch and the magnetic poles and how everything goes topsy turvy like that for a while, they might've been aware of that. I think whoever built them because the shape of the pyramid itself, if you were to have a deluge or like unbelievable hurricane force winds as the Aztecs describe in one of their destruction stories. One, at one point, the earth is destroyed by hurricanes. At another point, it's destroyed by water. And if you think about the pyramids and the shape of them, they can withstand that better than any other shape. So if there was a, if there was like a mass deluge in the case of Saturn's rings clashing with the earth, then it would survive that, for example, because of the shape itself and how the the brute force of the weight coming at the sides at the bottom, which is the widest and the way it peaks up the shape of the pyramid all over the earth. And then when you think about the same thing with the winds, it's the same thing. It breaks against the, the mass at the bottom and it tapers off towards the top. And I thought that was really interesting that they might have been aware of a cyclical event that occurs. And it's not really doomsday. It's just interesting because I'm, I'm sure we're nowhere near that. I'm just saying, but I think that that's very interesting and that they may have experienced cataclysmic events in the past, and these pyramids may be examples of that, 
it is unusual that it was important to the people in the past. I like Kelly's takes all the time. I'd like to hear what he says, that he doesn't think they were made by man at all. But see, extraterrestrials, the Aztecs talk about that too, like with the giants, that they were a race initially, and then the fish, the humans became fish to survive the flood. And there's many other cases like that, that these seemingly extraterrestrials are actually terrestrials, but what we consider extraterrestrial now. And it's possible they could have built them because it was a concern of theirs at the time, but not for us today for some reason. But there's a big weird thing there about why we don't care anymore about building pyramid shapes. We just build squares. But anyway, I'm going to get off the phone, though. And I think that that's a very cool topic. Thank you. Appreciate the phone Never call. Never an answer, right? Yeah, yeah. no. It's a, it, it's a yeah. like I said, uh, ask you the hardest question and ask for an answer. It's, it's not fair. <laughs> I appreciate the phone call. Jennifer in Missouri, uh, always a pleasure. Yeah. Have a great night. Thank you very much. Uh, Jennifer here has a YouTube channel. Check it out, please. Uh, scroll down. Links in the description. Uh, always talking brilliant stuff. And again, right, uh, in, in true maybe juice fashion, it's just uh, consider all the things, you know, like uh, like like somebody said in the chat a ways back uh, a few days a few days ago, it really rung true is what we're doing is not really going deep, more wide, and considering that uh, there's a whole lot of possibilities here that could be, you know, completely off the rails, and that's fine. I think uh, if you don't consider completely off the rails, then, uh, well, what are you considering? You're not considering anything at all, are you? And I think that's part of why we do this in this format. So thank you. Great call, Jennifer. Great call, everybody, tonight, as usual, right? And uh, she's touching on some pole shift. And uh, interestingly, right, as part of this, the Orion correlation theory, the hyperdiffusionism, which is, of course, the, uh, the they call it the pseudo-archaeological hypothesis suggesting that certain historical technologies or ideas originated with a single people or civilization. And uh, that's the whole idea we're talking about tonight with the uh, the... Uh, progenitor civilization. I can't even say it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I see you there, Daryl. Are you ready to go? If you're ready to go, we'll put you put you on the show. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, this progenitor civilization again. Uh, we we started out with a whopper tonight because Robert went straight to Mars. Because why not? Hey, we're talking about pyramids on Mars. Because again, if you want to check that out, I've got an actual. Uh, let's see, the Cydonia Pyramid, the DNM Pyramid landform, and it's right there. Uh, links links going to be in the description below, and I'll link it in the chat if you guys haven't seen this. But there is there is a you know this pyramid landform actually on Mars itself. So, hey, if we're going to start somewhere, we may as well just start the hell on Mars, right? But what are your thoughts? Where did we come from? Like I said, not an easy question. It's not really a fair question to ask, but we are just taking theories and not pinning anybody down to what uh, their ideas are. So, love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. Let's go to Daryl in New York. Welcome to Troubled Minds. Are you there? Test one, two. Hear me. I can hear you. You're breaking up. Uh, try again. Try again. Let's see. I'm just, uh, I have nothing really. My yeah. cabs. Can you- yeah, it, it's, not the, it's not the audio coming through. It's that just your voice breaks up. So you start talking and then like you get three words out and then it cuts you off and, you know, a couple more words and it cuts you off. So you're super. Okay. All right, cool. I'll catch you on the phone line in just a bit. Yeah, well, well, well I'll, I'll try and help you figure that out after after the show tonight because um, it's been a thing now. I think it's a setting in Discord, so I'll help you fix that. But yeah, 702-957-1037. There's a lot of theories here. There's a lot of good stuff. I mean, where do we go from here? I don't know. Uh, again, as as always, the, 
this is the question show, not the answer show. But where did we begin? What is the progenitor civilization? And uh, who were the ancient ones? Who were the ancients? You know, like uh, as as many have suggested, uh, it could be the you know the, the Egyptians. It could be. Uh, I got a whole list of stuff here. I've done it. You know, digging into some of these uh, ancient um, ancient civilizations of the past and pyramids the world over and all kinds of stuff. And it, it makes you wonder, right? It makes you wonder uh, what's going on. We got a Leo Elizondo in the chat. Are you loose cousin? You must be loose cousin. Welcome, buddy. What's going on? All right. So, so that's what we're talking about tonight. I don't know. Like, no answers for me. But uh, you know, as far as uh, you can go back as far as you want, basically. And I think that uh, you know, you could talk about sea level rise. You could talk about Atlantis. You could talk about Lemuria, or you could even talk about Mars in this context. Context of uh, where where we came from. And I think that's the, that's the amazing part of all this. So there you go. That's what's going on. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Let's go to back to Daryl in New York. Go right ahead, Daryl. Sorry about that. I'll help you get your uh, Discord fixed uh, after the show, okay? Uh, go right ahead. What's on your mind right now? Okay, no, no problem. I love this subject, by the way. This is one of my favorite topics. Um, I was in Chichen Itza in Mexico, and I was amazed that, like, there's this thing that happens on the equinox that it looks like a snake is coming down, you know, the pyramid. And how did they know how to do that? You know, like, I think they definitely use something... Um, with the equinox, you know, in the days, you know, the equinox for the um, solstice, you know, and they have so many sites. The Stonehenge has it, um, Anger Wat, even Manhattan Henge. We have a Manhattan Henge that, that also works on the solstice, you know. So I think, you know, knowing that that's just so clever. How did they know to do that, that that, that would make something appear once, twice a year, you know? And also, I want to say, I, I climbed up one step of that pyramid, and it was so high, I did not climb up anymore. I got off of that pyramid. They had to be giants. They had to be gigantic. There's no way that that was built by small people or people our size. And I, I don't think, I just don't know where those large people came from. But I believe they were giants. I totally believe in giants. And... uh I don't know if there are, you know, progenitors or what, you know, but uh, I think they build all of those huge sites, you know. There's something about them. And if they were that tall and that big, they must have had huge brains. They must have been so smart. I don't know how we could have been smarter than them, you know, that we, you know, overcame whatever they were doing to us. I'm sure we weren't, uh, we were oppressed by giants, maybe. Just assuming, you know. Yeah, I, I love that you brought up that uh, the the snake in Chichen Itza on that that so it's a step pyramid, and it, it's the solstice, right? When this happens, the equinox. Which one is it? I can't remember. Right. I think it's both. I I, I think it happens just on the shortest day and the longest day. I mean, the, not is it the shortest and the longest day? I'm not yeah, sure, but d- anyway, different. it's that day. You know, twice a year something happens where that it has that illusion when the sun is like rising or setting, it looks like a snake is like coming down the pyramid. You know, how did they, like, how did they know how to build that, you know, to make that illusion? And there's one, I think it's in, I forget, Karnak or somewhere where there's like a, a, a dagger that looks like it's like a, a, the sun makes like a knife or something, you know, twice a year. How'd they know that, you know? That's like unbelievable. Yeah, I, I've, you know? I've seen I that. I think they must have used... 
Uh, just real quick, I've seen that on TV, the actual uh, the representation of the d- during that particular day of the year. I can't remember exactly which one. Like I said, it may be both. But the, the shadow that's cast by the sun in a particular spot at a particular time actually makes it look like the there is a sort of a shadow of a snake weaving down the pyramid itself. It's it's pretty insane when when you see it. It's like, wow, that doesn't seem to be an accident at all. And like you're talking about uh, sort of ancient um, structures and ancient uh, civilizations and how smart they were to build these things. Like not only that, you, would you have to you'd have to plan the hell out of that. Like like you know like that does, that doesn't happen by accident, right? I think it's I think it's pretty nuts. What's a Brene says? It's a it's a spring and fall when that when that happens. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's pretty weird right. to me that uh, that that's that's a thing and it's a it's a great point here is that there's a lot more engineering that went into this stuff not just with the structure itself clearly that was very difficult but then also in the alignment of the stars and all the rest of this stuff and you know the, the equinoxes the, the the solstices it's just um it's pretty incredible for sure 100 percent. so if there is so are, you, so are you suggesting that if you got to guess are the progenitor civilization is giants is that what you're saying here I, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of fascinated with giants. I'm obsessed with them. Actually, I, I really believe that they existed and they were on this planet first. You know, I think they were here first. I think there were large creatures on this planet first. You know, um, but they had more oxygen back then. That's why, biblically speaking, people lived longer back then. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, things have changed on this planet that, you know, for some reason, we don't uh, live as long as the biblical people live. I mean, how, you know, did people really live for 900 years? Can you imagine? You know, are you married to somebody for 900 years? I mean, what's the divorce rate like, you know? I don't know. Uh, always, always, <laughs> always the hot take from Daryl. Yeah, I mean, right? Uh, so, so is it the 700-year itch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. And how long do you reproduce? You know, do you have children when you're 500? You know, I'm waiting till I'm 600. You know, I don't want to have any kids till I'm like, you know, I want to enjoy my life or whatever, you know? Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm more career-oriented, you know? <laughs> I wanted to get my career going before I, I had any more children. You know, I've already had a thousand. I mean, how many kids did you have, you know? Right, How long yeah. did you reproduce? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, what? Always bringing the laughs, Daryl. I appreciate it very much. But but it, you know, like I said, I'm I'm more career minded. I'm gonna I'm gonna take 700 years and start a religion. Then I'll settle down and have you know 10 million kids <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. I, I mean, yeah, I don't exactly. know. We're just making fun you of know? ourselves at this point. But yeah, I think I think it, it, it's just an interesting concept in that you know, like we have history, we have prehistory, and then we have whatever came before that. And in those cases, right. Uh, we just don't know a ton. Uh, we know some things scientifically, anthropologically, archaeologically. But I, as I'm always saying, we're really working with one tenth of one percent of the data because there's just so much that's going to be underwater, so much that's going to be underground that we haven't even like sniffed at yet. So it's a pretty wild thought. Uh, we got like a minute left before we get off. Got to get off the radio. So what's your final thought here on the progenitor civilization? And uh, you can stay after, of course, uh, just to, just to let you know time wise. Okay, thanks. Um, you know, I've been, like, watching stuff on YouTube. There's, like, such proof that we've been 
tilling this earth and mining the earth for years and years and years. I mean, things like the Grand Canyon, there's like proof that we've like really tried to get like as much minerals and gold and copper and silver and whatever we can, you know, get out of the earth for years and years and years. There's like evidence of this. Because once we go through something like that, it, it leaves this like kind of a, a destroyed earth feeling to it you know it, it doesn't it's it's not pristine anymore it's not pure you know we've we've damaged the the ground we've damaged the earth and it, it they were showing like you know all over the earth like these the, the evidence of our mining the earth and i think we've been we've been pretty smart for a lot longer than we think i don't think we were ever really hunters and gatherers I think we've had our act together a long, long time. I mean, I was in Santorini during, um, I don't know, it was like 20 years ago, and they had just uncovered only 5% of their ruins. And they had brothels, they had banks, they had plumbing, and this is like at least 4,000 years ago, you know? So, I mean, I'm hold that sure thought, Daryl. we've hold, been around at thought. least 20,000 to a million. You hold know? that thought. I'm going to mute you, come back and get you in a sec. That's Daryl in New York. She's got a YouTube channel. Check it out. She sings in English and French. Links in the description below. As we finish, it's not up to me, it's up to you. What do you believe about this stuff? As we finish, if you're listening to us on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, including the podcast feed, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds and be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. (laughs) 
Okay. Sorry about that, Daryl. Uh, I put you on hold, but you hung up. Uh, so uh, I was going to just come right back to you, but uh, you're welcome to call back. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Let me. Uh, I'll send you a message on Discord to see if we can get that fixed up. I think what's happening is it's your noise gate. Like you somehow turned on the Discord noise gate, and it's uh, cutting out your your actual voice there. So uh, so what we're going to do tonight? We're going to keep on trucking. We got a third hour of trouble minds coming up, and we've got this. We've got the uh, the progenitor civilization. Who were the ancients? And again, non-linear, open-ended. Where are we going to take this? How's this going to go? You tell me. 702-957-1037. We've already gone to Mars. We've gone to Lemuria, Atlantis. We've gone to uh, Chichen Itza and the snake coming down the pyramid. We've gone all over the globe and back. And, uh, well, there we go. And to Mars itself. So what are your thoughts? The progenitor civilization. Who were these ancients? We even went to Stargate. And uh, who built the Stargates in SG-1? <laughs> because why not? They're called the ancients. So what are your thoughts? We're still talking about this. And it's uh, it's not an easy question. It's just kind of throwing out some theories and talking and considering and uh, hanging out with great, great, uh, great people, non-judgmental people. That's what this is about. All right. So hang tight. We're going to be right back. Looks like Daryl's calling back. We'll get back with her in a sec. And uh, looking here from you, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link and two-minute break. More Troubled Minds on the way. Don't go anywhere. Two-minute break. Be right back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we're taking your phone calls tonight as we discuss this idea. Who are the ancients? The progenitor civilization. Is there a basis here? How far back does it go? And is it even off-planet? Taking all ideas here. I like where Robert started us off tonight, uh, going straight to Mars. He, he didn't beat around the bush. He went straight to Mars and said, well, there's pyramids there, Mike. <laughs> and again, if you, you pull up the NASA, JPL NASA images, I've got a link there I dropped in the chat a couple times. There appears to be a pyramid in Cydonia on Mars. So uh, you tell me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. What, who were the ancients and this progenitor civilization? Let's go back to Daryl in New York. Thanks for being patient, and uh, thanks for calling back. Go right ahead. What are your other thoughts, my friend? Yeah, hi. Well, I think we realized there were pyramids all over the um, world. You know, there's some underwater. There's some, you know, with the that have... You know, the earth is overgrown on it and they are covering them up. But I think we were a pyramid society. And for some reason, you know, we abandoned those areas to live in for some reason. Like, you know, how did like like some something they even said there's pyramids in Antarctica, there's Bosnia, there's China. You know, there's even in the Amazon, there's more pyramids. There's pyramids probably in the U.S., um, and I know there's one off the coast of, um, off, off the East Coast underwater. I was trying to find it on Google Earth, but I found roads. I found roads and roads all over, like, the coastlines, you know, going across um, pretty much everywhere, over to Mexico, over the Pacific Coast. There's roads. There, they couldn't be anything else because they're straight lines. So, we definitely have buried a lot of stuff. You know, there was probably a lot more land and a lot less water at one point, you know. So I don't know what made the earth, like, you know, how how did it change so much with the water? Did that eliminate a lot of people? Did that eliminate a lot of giants, you know, with the giants' dependence on land? 
maybe we were all mermaids. I wonder, you know, maybe the, the myth of mermaids, maybe we, we've been genetically altered to become, you know, landlocked, uh, you know. They decided to make us uh, more like you, like the giants, and get rid of our, our tails, <laughs> I don't know, our fins. <laughs> I mean, there's still people that have webbed, you know, toes and hands. You know, is that a genetic defect or it's just part of our genealogy? Who knows, you know? Yeah, that, and that's why I mean, we do this. Uh, I was reading some things, and they were describing uh, building the pyramids with uh, floaters, <laughs> with some sort of like uh, water system where they attached uh, these had uh, I don't know uh, these contraptions where they, they they put floaters on these rocks and floated them to the top and then moved them into position and they were able to drain the water somehow. Uh, that sounds that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like to actually make that happen, that's not possible. Pretty, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you know, but, like. But some of those megalithic structures are so big, they had to be built by giant people, for giant people. They weren't built for our size people, you know? Those entrances in in, um, uh, Jordan, you know? I mean, it's just crazy how tall they are. Like, who would build something that big, you know? Would we be, like, why would we build anything that size? It's not our size. We couldn't open a door that big, you know? Doesn't make sense. They had to be giants. I think it would have been very simple for them to build a pyramid, you know, probably just using, you know, their blocks is like like a tinker toy, you know. But the water idea also, everything's lighter when you have water around you. You could do a lot with water. So that's totally a possibility. But still, why would we build something that I couldn't even make? I could. I got up, up one step on that pyramid. It was so high. I was so scared to go up any higher. I'm like, oh no, no, no! I got to get down. I got to get down. Even just one step. Th- that wasn't made for people our size. No way. You know, those pyramids. They're just supersized. I don't know. Everything was supersized back then. So, I think there was something much larger than we are. I'm, I don't know. That's my opinion. I, I just really believe that there were gigantic people. Okay. Right now, on. did they come from Mars? Who knows? If there's pyramids on Mars and there's pyramids here, I think there were giants everywhere. But where are their spaceships? That's a good question. Yeah, right? If they brought spaceships, I, I would think they flew away in them. That's what I would think. So when, not, not to say that aliens are here. And, like, I'm not trying to be emphatic about any of this, but it makes sense to me that if you brought a spaceship, you wouldn't leave it here to rot in the dust. You'd, you'd take it with you? <laughs> I mean, no. that's, that's how you got here, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Unless they, ha- they were so advanced that they transported themselves, you know, like uh, in Star Trek, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like they they have some other technology that they could just like zoom their molecular structure here in a, in a, in a second. You know, just saying could be. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're drink we're drinking no the baby juice. Maybe, maybe juice is the name of the show. You're you're allowed to say maybe. It's okay. It's totally good. Totally good. <laughs> I appreciate it, Daryl. Great stuff as always. Um, we got Kelly behind you. What else you got for us tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I want to hear Kelly. Okay. And everybody was great calls tonight. Great stuff. 
Great yeah, yeah. Topic. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You as well. Again, like I said, uh, Daryl here has a YouTube channel. Check it out. She sings in English and French. And you can actually catch her singing karaoke on Discord from time to time. Troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link and she's got her own uh, karaoke channel down there. So come say hi. Come meet Daryl. Uh, she's uh, as amazing as she sounds. Always a pleasure, Daryl. Uh, po- uh, go ahead and uh, jump into uh, the Discord down there and just unmute and you can hear. Uh, not unmute, but uh, un, un- uh, okay. squelch yourself and then we'll catch you there. Uh, and I'll help you get that fixed. It's your, no I'm pretty problem. sure it's your noise game. Have a great night. Daryl. Talk to you soon. You too, Mike. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, thanks a lot. There you go. Uh, looking to hear your thoughts on this. The progenitor civilization, who were the ancient ones? Again, does it, uh, I like where Robert started us off. We, uh, we smashed the maybe juice and uh, went straight to Mars on this one because why the hell not, right? And who, uh, who, who tells us what to think and what to say? And uh, what are your thoughts? Where do we begin with this? Where does it end? How far back does it go? And is it even off planet? I'd uh, love to hear you. And one more time, 702-957-1037. Let's go to Kelly. Kelly in Colorado. I'm sure you got some stuff for us, man. You, uh, you jumped off a couple hours ago and we're like, I'll be back. I'm going to come back with some information. What's going on? Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. How are you, bro? Good. How you doing, man? This is, uh, I love this subject. As you know, this is one of my, uh, ones that I've uh, actually trying to, uh, pinpoint, uh, some theories on, um, you know, the whole connection of, uh, a one worldwide civilization or, you know, it would, which would include like uh, religions, building techniques, and stuff like that. Absolutely, I I, I actually was uh, thinking about you when I was putting this one together. I'll bet you. I was thinking, yeah, I'll bet you. I'll bet you. Kelly's going to be into this. So, so what do you got tonight? What do you got for us? Okay, so let me start off here. I got a couple things I've been putting to this You're cutting out just a little bit. Maybe get as close as possible. Pretty I'm sorry. That was, okay. Yeah. All right. That's better. That's better. Yeah. So um, what I was going to do is I'm posting some stuff already on Discord for you to pull up while I'm talking. But we're going to um, uh, just kind of go through some uh, theories and then um, what, like, the one civilization, one worldwide civilization you know what I mean? Or uh, people were connected in some kind of way worldwide, obviously, because, you know, you we're going to talk about, like, uh, for instance, like uh, structures, right? Building structures, um, gods, religions, paintings and drawings, pyramids, knobs that you see on the, on the side of these uh, megalithic structures, right? They call them neither knobs. There's one that they found in Egypt and the Great Pyramid is actually, they call it, I think it's a God Rise or something like that. I can't remember. I was trying to find it. But, I mean, like, uh, I have a ton of stuff, man. But, like, you were saying that, you you know, I try to always tell people. But a lot of my stuff's in storage right now. So I'm kind of, kind of just, uh, kind of just winging it right now. But let me, um, let me start off first. Okay, so. The pyramids, the pyramids itself. Okay, so if if people don't know, we we always, you know, you guys were talking about earlier. We were talking about the alignments, right? And um, how you know the type of building structure there is that the type. Okay, so you know, and, and the type of stones where they had to uh, quarry the stuff, and then were you know miles. I'm talking hundreds of miles down, and to bring it down into where Egypt, where they built this stuff. So. Um, okay, so let's start from there. If, and if this is first thing for first, everybody knows, I don't know if everybody knows, but the, the, the Great Pyramid of Egypt, 
it's eight-sided. Actually, all three of them are eight-sided, and I have pictures. Uh, I'll post a little bit later, but and you can actually look at them themselves. The harder one to look to see is the middle one, the middle size one. But if you take an aerial view, I got aerial views. Uh, I'll post on here too here in a minute. But um, there, the the aerial view is really good, and you can see from the Great Pyramid to the smaller, the smallest pyramid out of the three. Um, there, there, you can really see that they're eight sided. Now, if they're building these things, right? Most people are just going to build something, right? But why would they build something with megalithic blocks? You know, most humans would build stuff that we can carry, right? Or, you know, something that we can drag, maybe like, for instance, right? So I'm not going to say that humans can't do that. What I'm going to say, because I actually, um, I follow this other person and he kind of, uh, he introduced a, a, a couple things that was, it, it's an island down in the, um, down by like Samoa and stuff like that, down in those, in those Pacific islands way or across over there, right? And there's, um, there's a technique that they were building. Have you guys ever heard of called the uh, dolmens, right? Dolmens are these big uh, megalithic structures. What they are look like big slabs, you know, t two walls and then a, and most, well, four walls. Some of them have four walls. Some have just two walls. And then you have like a big slab on top, right? So um, I don't have, a, I don't think I have one in there yet, but um, just check it out. They're called dolmens, D-O-L-M-A-N, or M-E-N, right? Dolmens. Now, underneath some of these dolmens worldwide, okay, now these are worldwide. These are not structures that you just find here and there. These are actually worldwide here in the States, all over Japan, Russia, uh, um, Siberia, you know, uh, all through, um, like, the Asian countries, right? You know, there are too many of those to name right now. I, I'd have to pull all those up. But uh, dolmens, they found, like, uh, giants, right? So, um you know, she was talking about uh, uh, giants earlier, right? I believe that also. And I actually got pictures on that where it shows in the Egyptian uh, pantheon, right? In some of the paintings, they show that these uh, giant beings, you know, some are carrying like elephants, you know, it looks like they're like kill the elephants and they, you know, strapped it over the top of two things and they're carrying them around. You see them uh, picking up those big blocks. You also have them, you know, standing up... Uh, the you know those megaliths uh, that are you know come to a point uh, what are they called again? Um, um yeah. Anyway, uh, obelisk, right? So they're standing up obelisk. Yeah. So they're standing up obelisk. You know all these things and uh, some of the pictures uh, I sent in Discord. But uh, yeah, I believe I believe that. I mean, not only that, you have stories of giants worldwide. You know, I mean this. These type of things that uh, mainstream science wants to exclude or not add or even call it some kind of uh, bullshit science, right? No. This history of the planet is gone, is way older than, I believe, is way older than what mainstream science or archaeology wants to, you know, try to throw in our faces. I just think it's nonsense, right? So... First off, like, there's another thing, like, okay, I'm going to, uh, like, from Sumeria all the way into, like, uh, South America. Okay, so, like, some incidents just for, um, they have found, like, an onk-shaped building. And, uh, you know, the onks that are shaped like a, it's like a cross with the Egypt. You know, they're, you know, most, uh, their gods are holding it, right? Well, they have a shape of that, and that they Mexico. It's a building shaped just like that, right? And, and also, you have, um... 
it was uh father chris Thespi. he was uh he was down in uh in south america right and uh a lot of people were bringing him some these weird trinkets gold um uh, uh pieces of gold uh gold crowns i mean they show the picture of him he's wearing his someone tried to put this crown on him and it's like oh, i don't know i would say about 10 times the size of his head and it was made of gold right and um, they also have statues where it looked like a Sumerian god, the one that looks like an eagle head, and he's holding a pine cone. Um, that was found uh, in, in some of that in uh, Father Crispy's stuff. You also find in um, uh, Sumerian writings that were found in a bowl that was found in Bolivia, which is called the Quinta Magna Bowl. Uh, those are actually, uh, you know, you'll find those as well. And um, you also find... Um, uh let's see building techniques so polygonal construction polygonal constructions look like uh just like a big jaw jigsaw puzzle kind of put together megalithic uh things you'll find them in uh, like tuanaku all the way down in bolivia i mean all over to peru you know and and you'll find that over in aswan uh egypt as well and another connection you'll find is uh where uh they did uh the um where they dug up some of the uh it the only, there's only one really one place they know over there in the middle east where they where they find uh, the rose granite right and which which is interesting it's in southern uh egypt right in the but what's interesting the connection to that is with also in um belbeck lebanon right belbeck is uh we talked about that before and in the ancient uh in the ancient writings or ain't in the ancient uh uh, word for Belbeck is, is the landing place, and that's in uh, now obviously uh, in um, Lebanon, right? So Lebanon, and then you have the Parthenon, or it's like a Parthenon Egyptian. They call it a Greek, but even those Greek buildings, I don't believe the Greeks or the Romans built any of that stuff. And the reason why I say that is because I have done a lot of research with it. You know, they uh, were it looks like um, have many pictures on that too, but I. Yeah, you know, talking right now, I'll actually kind of pull. Yeah, uh, but, um, also, also FYI, real quick. Uh, so Kelly's put a whole bunch of images. I put some of these up on the uh, on the screen here. But if you haven't joined the Discord, this is exactly why you should, because uh, people hop in there all the time. And uh, Kelly, Kelly in particular, has a lot of really uh, pretty compelling images that he's uh, again not only been cataloging for a long time he's been printing images off the internet you can't find anymore we did a, a show together uh maybe a couple years back now maybe a year and a half where we were talking about exactly this stuff sort of that forbidden archaeology and things that sort of disappear these photographs and whether you think they're real or not is uh as part of the question and uh if they've disappeared from the internet he's he's literally got a huge book he's printed out and he's got copies of these things so he's uh he's doing digital versions right now and like 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 you said his stuff is in in storage and whatnot uh, but uh, we'll, uh, this is this is why you do it. Come join it. Troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link. It's right on top. You can't miss it. And uh, just come, come come hang out and meet some amazing people. Uh, go right ahead, Kelly. I'll keep putting these images up. But uh, so 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 you're you're saying that uh, a lot of this megalithic stuff, most of it, even all of it, is uh, it's just not made by human hands. And it's uh, and there's and there's some some reasons for that. Uh, go right ahead, sir. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Not only that they say that it's not built by human hands, you know, human hands might have helped, but like the big constructions, like these big megalithic, you know, where this shit is pinpoint accurate, where, you know, the cut lines are 45 degree angles. You know, the only way you're going to do that is with milling that we would do with milling, right? You know, you're going to mill that shit. You know, you're going to have to um, use big ash machinery to even lift this stuff to move it around. But real quick for that, too, like moving stuff around, there was a, like, a, a, I was going to say there was that one, uh, I kind of f- forgot about that. I left, uh, went off track, but there is a, a group of people, right, down in the Samoan areas in these islands. I can't remember the island right now. But they, they were, um, when their king would die, they would drag, excuse me, they, they would drag, um, they would drag these, they would find this, there was a quarry, right, and they would uh, find stones, but the stones were already kind of like, made into a, almost like a, a square shape. They didn't really knock it into that shape. They just kind of peeled it away. You know, they showed the little quarry that they had. And they would have people from like 14 different villages, right? And they were talking hundreds of men, two, 300 men. And they would drag this thing and all their villages would be on the top of a hill and in a jungle, mind you. I've seen these pictures myself. I try to find them again, but uh, again, I'd have to uh, post them, uh, you know, later on, you know, after, after we're done here. But yeah, they've, um, they've, uh, they, they would, anyway, they would drag these stones all the way to the top, right? And they would build dolmens, right? These, uh, were, they would place, and it was actually a marker for their kings and queens, or, you know, where it was like a headstone, but they were dolmens. They were just big ass, you know, and they wouldn't be real tall, you know, they would probably be, you know, they would bury the stone. Right, this is how we do it. They would put two up, stand up, standing up, and then they would bury it with dirt. And then they would come across like a mound, and then they would drag drag that top one and put it on top. And then they would unbury the, the you know, take the the dirt out from it, and then you know that's where the stone was at. But at you know saying that that you know that yes, they could do that. Moving stone would be one thing, but cutting it like that uh, polygony style where you can't even stick, I mean, a hair in between it. You know, some of that stuff we can't even do now. So I don't understand where, like, mainstream science or, you know, archaeology wants to uh, try to, you know, deflam that and, you know, try to say that, you know, it, there's, you know, they don't even know. Obviously, everybody doesn't know. And the reason why I say that because 
you hear these archaeologists from history, right? And they, 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 they come in and they ask, how the hell did you guys build this? Right? They even tell you themselves, we didn't build it. It was here already and we just started living here. And by that, when I go, when I, when I talk about that, that type of uh, stuff like that, I go back to Sumerian. And in the Sumerian writings, they talk about that exact same thing. That they built these these megalithic buildings, right, across the planet because they were, when they came here, that's what they were doing. You know, they were obviously living here. They had a mine. So they were here for many years. So when they were doing that, they also had built what they call abodes, right? You know, when, they're, when the planet came around or, like, when their parents came and visit, they would build these abodes. And, you know, they wanted all special looking, different looking, you know, something exotic. And then, they, you know, when they left, you know, humans, they found these things and they just overtook them. You know, they call them churches or places where they, you know, because their gods were, you know, they were there at one time and they wanted them back. So that's the whole reason for that. You know, they they, they kind of wanted all that stuff. Now, and yes, they were also on Mars. So like if I talked about, not only in that whole area, right, where it's uh, where the face and the pyramids, right? You also find there's another thing that they found on Mars. It's the shape of it. It's called a... And it's also, it's the same shape. It's a key shape hole. Or it looks like a key, sh uh, like a key shape hole that you stick a scene in the old doors, right? Where you stick a, a skeleton key in. Well, it's called a, a, a cofun, right? K-O-F-U-N. And it's the exact same shape as one is the, what they have on Mars. And the one on Mars, you can tell that it was actually, you know, throughout time where it would be like dust, kind of like within Egypt, where sand and stuff would just bury it, right? And, but you can see the step part around that whole thing. I'll post that as well. But, <clears throat> yeah, man, I mean, if you're looking at all this type of stuff, for me, it just, you know, like, again, there's another thing, too, that if it wasn't, if it wasn't these master builders, because everybody talks about master builders and all through history, through religions and stuff like that, they talk about these master builders that came and, you know, that they were teachers and stuff like that. But when they were, when you look at some of that stuff, I mean, man, how else is it going to be built? I mean, if we can say that, you know, they did some kind of, uh, you know, floating device or something you know, where they can float these rocks and move them around that way. I mean, obviously it can be done with sounds, you know, the, uh, we talked about that one too with the, the, uh, the Bettons, you know, the where they would do a levitation of these rocks up on top, but who taught them? You know, so we again, that's why I always go back, you know, and I try not to talk about in this one, but uh, obviously, you know, for me, these ancient uh, cities and these ancient uh, people, these ancient uh, civilizations, you know, one worldwide thing where it was all connected at once because the evidence is there. Another one would be the keyways. You ever heard of those? Those are like these things that they cut in block. Looks like an eye, and they melted like metal inside, and they put them inside these things, so they kind of stay together, you know, so like if earthquake or anything was moved because, you know, the earth is alive, and, you know, obviously you have earthquakes, volcanoes or whatnot, you know, even deluge or whatever, you know, some kind of um, force from outside the planet coming in that would, you know, destruction. But these things are found also worldwide. Now, it's either one or two things for me. It's either the same builders, or it's the same builders who taught people how to build the same way. There's no other way to go around it. I mean, 
that's another thing too I was gonna talk about too with like Jennifer was talking about. Yeah, you know, when the pyramid shape like these people that build these pyramid shapes or any kind of a pyramid shape and they used to be pecking on these things. That uh, there was one in Russia that there were some guy built a pyramid. But the energy that those things can produce just from the planet itself, it it's it's amazing, right? It just funnels through the bottom of of the of the of the pyramid and the shape of that thing. I'm surprised we just don't build it anymore like that. And just like you guys have one over there in uh, you know in in um, in Vegas now, you know I, I stayed at that hotel as well. But yeah, I mean, I I you just kind of wonder, you know, and like. How, I mean, we're talking, that thing is so precise, it is barely off, like, 0.01365 or something, almost pi. That thing is barely off by that much. So, if, if humans built that, I would love to see the blueprint, really. Yeah, yeah, and, and so not only that, uh, the, I was reading some of the stuff, too, regarding the pyramids and uh, the golden ratio and some of this stuff, and they said that it, uh, it's very close to that as well, which uh, supposedly wasn't discovered until, I don't know, like the 5th century or something like this, right? Uh, don't don't take my word for that. It was something to that effect, right, where they were talking about like some of these um, actual uh, sacred geometry uh, that kind of came about afterward. Maybe people wrote about and maybe uh, knew way back uh, the pyramids, uh, like Matt was saying too, uh, the, the circumference, circumference of the Earth at scale, you know, uh, mathematically, it's it, it's pretty wide. It's uh, a lot of this stuff that uh, it just makes you scratch your head. It, it, is it a coincidence? You know, and what do you think about the uh, the the alignment and the uh, you know the, the Orion's belt and the rest of that stuff? Do you think it is some correlation, or do you think it's just mimicking the sky like a star map, like Matt was saying? What, what's your take on that? No, um, from what I gathered on some of the Okay, so you take archaeology, and then you take, you know, the ancient Sumerian, and then you take what everybody else has, you know, passed throughout history about some of that. Now, again, if, you know, it's kind of like with Graham High Hancock, I do have that book, too, as well. That's in storage. <laughs> but uh, The Fingerprints of the Gods, I, I do have that book. That's an amazing book. It's like, man, I think he, he probably put at least 10 years of work inside that thing, man. That thing is amazing. But, um, yeah, uh, man, like, if you go back, just like what he did, okay, so now if you're looking at tying as in 2022, and you look at it saying, well, no, it's off. Well, you would have to go back to 3,000 years ago when the planet and everything else, because everything is, you know, slightly moved, right? Or even you're talking about, like, like um, someone was talking earlier about a pole shift where it's going to actually move the, the you know, kind of, I would say, jerk the planet, or... What could have been the, causing these pole shifts would be, I don't know, let's say a planet X coming in through the, through the uh, our solar system, pulling on these planets, kind of like, uh, I feel like it is happening nowadays. You know, everything's coming like all these ancient volcanoes. You know, we're at a place where land supposedly has been dormant for hundreds of, hundreds of years, you know. You have oceans receding over off Florida and and, and uh Cuba and stuff. I'm talking the whole ocean just fucking disappeared, you know, for miles. You know, there was a, there was actually, you know, we're both were sitting on the ground and there was a big ass wall sitting there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Yeah, but, yeah. Real quick, yeah, man. You're, you're breaking up for just a sec. Let me, uh, let me give. give you, I think it's your internet. I'm gonna read just a little bit here. This is from Fingerprints of the Gods, the Wikipedia. Uh, Hancock, uh, Graham Hancock suggests that 10,450 BC, a major pole shift took place. Before then, Antarctica lay further from the South Pole than today, and after then, it shifted to its present location. The pole shift hypothesis hinges on Charles Hapgood's theory of Earth crustal displacement. Hapgood had a fascinating with the story of Atlantis and suggested that crustal displacement may have caused its destruction. His theories have few supporters in the geological community compared to the more widely accepted model of plate tectonics, but they were adopted by Rose and Rand. Uh, Flem uh, Athens, uh, when the sky fell, I don't know how to say those guys' names, sorry about that, when the sky fell in a search of Atlantis, and that was 1995 and reprint 2009, in which they expand the evidence for Charles Hapkid's theory of earth crust displacement and propose... A- Antarctica as the site of Atlantis. And this is, again, this is from a Graham Hancock book called uh, Fingerprints of the Gods. A lot of this stuff is in there as well. So uh, just uh, just as as I was doing the uh, digging through, trying to find some stuff tonight, uh, of course, I came across that book and was like, oh, okay. This seems to, to be right in line with what we're talking about. But uh, go ahead. Let's see if you, we got your internet uh, fixed up. What's your take on that and uh, all the rest? Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, man, that's uh, I actually kind of agree. Do you hear me? Am I a little bit better? Yep, you're good. Good now. Thank you. Okay, so yeah, like uh, so after that too, you know, with Graham Hancock, you know, I kind of look at that, and it's the same thing where like, okay, so like even science, they even say like uh, how the the Earth was made, right? Something slammed into the Earth, peeled off, made the Moon, kind of made round after thousands of years, millions of years, rounded out, you know. But you look at that, and the reason why their scientists are actually looking at that is because, I kind of briefly talked about it on a show one night, but it's because the planet, because of that collision with another planet or whatnot it may have happened, is that now the, the crustal plates of the planet was all together at one time. Right? It was a solid piece. That's why you don't really see that much. That's why they were looking at other planets that they're like earthquakes and stuff like that. It's because the crustal plate is now damaged, right? So that's why everything, like, pulls apart. They kind of dig underneath each other. It's, the, it's, it's not a solid mass what it used to be like other planets. That's why we have what we have on this planet. You know, it's so volatile, uh, right? So it's got, you know, earthquakes again. You know, you have, like, massive volcanoes. And because of these things, but they don't even really know why it would cause volcanoes in the first place. But that's a whole different story. But... The, the thing with, with, with most of this, right, and like I say, science only makes the Sumerian tablets more correct. Every time they speak, every time they want to say that what happened with, like, you know, for example, the, the hammered bracelet, which is the, which is the um, asteroid belt, right? How did that happen? Well, that was actually part of what Tiamat was. You know, the, 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 if you go by, you know, that Sumerian theory that, you know, and that's what's another interesting thing to me. If that's the case, okay, and we're talking that, you know, maybe the civilizations have been around. Now, if the Anunnaki have been around for hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions, on their own planet, and they came here and they ruled, and they actually have the Sumerian king list where he had three, four rulers that ruled like 210,000 years together, you know, their last their lifespans were enormous, right? Now, what about the other planet, Tiamat, which is now Earth? What Do you think 
if something was to hit that planet that everything was destroyed, maybe some of the stuff that we're finding on this planet is part of that planet that was, you know, the, the ancient history back then. So, he, I mean, we don't even know. Again, it just it seems to me that this was a worldwide connection. And the only way that it, then the story that follows that through, is, you know, for me is the ancient Sumerian tales. Because there's nothing that, that, that compares to that. It's just written in stone. I mean, these things, these people like to call, like, these, I don't know, man. These, I don't know what's up with these archaeologists, but they want to call it a poem, right? Like the Epic of Gilgamesh that was from Sumeria. You know, and even the whole, the whole story of him was, they, they claim to be his fault. It's just a poem. But yet his name is on the Sumerian king list as one of the rulers on the planet. And yet they buried up this, they dug up the city that he ruled, Rook. That's in Egypt. They found the goddamn thing. So it's not like, you know, it's, so what's real and what's not? But for me, again, I follow the ancient, ancient astronaut theory because that makes more sense. It doesn't, I mean, not everything they say, believe me. I mean, I looked at, I've have, I have every video that they made, but I just thought I agree with any like 90 or a hundred percent of that shit. I mean, like. There's a vast amount. I would say almost 90% of what they're talking about is, is pretty, pretty spot on. Because, you, you know, main, like, again, so if it isn't, then what does mainstream science come up? They just come up with some, some lame stuff like they always do, you know? Like, the theories like uh, how the even human species came about. You know, where are we from, actually? Was we actually jump-started from, a, you know, a, a, a primate here? You know? <laughs> uh, it, pond scum, it, Kelly, pond scum. <laughs> you were pond scum once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's that's why we talk about it, obviously. And uh, this is right down your alley. So, so do you think that uh, in terms of this, the, the first civilization, where we came from, do you think it was uh, clearly? You don't think we, you know, that. that scientific evolution bit not saying you, you don't believe in evolution at all just saying do you think there was a different beginning here and again you, you can take this anunnaki or not it's up to you of course but but it seems to me that things are certainly much older than we suspect in many ways and uh, what that means i don't know i don't know where to take it other than uh to say well uh where do we come from and again you know this is not an easy question because well, like I told Jennifer, uh, you know, uh, just just a just a just a hard question. Go get this one. Uh, where what was the progenitor civilization, and uh, was it uh, was it human? I think that's the question, right? Because we, we uh, Robert called in first off talking about off world, talking about Mars and pyramids on Mars, which I really didn't even expect for that to get for us to get there tonight. To be perfectly honest, but he just he just came out swinging. They went straight to Mars. Just like okay, well, uh, so, so what do you think regarding that? Like you said, if, if we had this team situation with uh would smacked into the earth way back and became the earth because of the, the cataclysm that happened and again who knows how long ago that was who knows what kind of artifacts were were transferred if there was if uh, tiamat was livable i mean there's a lot here isn't there yeah there is you know because uh i mean that's where it's like you know again that's why i like the whole word we would say we're going to drink some maybe juice because that's more or less what we're doing you know and again those are just theories everybody has them but the thing about it is is that 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. This history is, it's not just written down. It's, man, that shit is in stone. You know what I mean? It's not, this is, this is something that's incredible. So it's kind of hard. It's like, for me, it's like, man, you know, that's some, like, that is some crazy shit to really think about. Like, because also too, in those pictures that I sent, I mean, I don't know if you showed them all, but you also have like, maybe these people weren't human looking, right? Maybe that they were, you know, that they kind of made themselves uh, look human by some kind of weird technology. Because, you know, like in the Sumerian statues, these guys look like they're wearing wristwatches all the time. But when they're wearing wristwatches, they look human. But you look into other Sumerian, uh, 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 like, statues and stuff, you have something that looks reptilian. Or even, like, South America, you have something that looks like a, I don't know, like, reptilian part weird animal. Like, uh, there, you know, and each one of these things... and and those pictures I did show that I did post is these creatures are flying objects. They are, they're, they are literally flying airplanes. There's some in Mexico. There's some in, uh, that were found in, uh, South America. Some people think it was in Egypt, but those, those little golden airplanes, they were saying that it was like insects or whatever. No, those were found in South America and what those things were, and they're all made of gold. But the reason why they're not called birds is because if you look at them, they have a rudder on the back end. That's what airplanes have. So what were they looking at? What are they drawing? What are they making out of clay and firing? They have their monster god sitting on a bird, flying around from space to space. You have, you have stories of, like, uh, King, um, what, uh, what's his name? Uh, King Solomon, right? He had the flying carpet. He was known, and, and, and it was crazy is that they even talk about it in, in Tibet. That King Solomon would fly on his carpet to Tibet. I mean, even Tibet had stories about King Solomon doing that. So that's what's crazy about this whole situation is like every there's a connection with all these ancient civilizations everywhere. But again, where are we? Where where you know where's mainstream science wants to take us? It's just you know like, again, it's just rewriting history. You know, we have always talked about this. Like how many times of like you know so called the end, the end of civilizations or, or the, the reset or whatever, you know, the deluge, you have all that, you know, like, you know, earth, like, I don't know, asteroids hit here. Just, like how many times have they said that the world has been, you know, done over or not the world per se, but, you know, civilization, you know, you know, the, the, the teaming of human species here on the planet with other life species, but. I don't know, man. It's it's hard to even speculate to even try to like these rabbit holes go deep, and they and and the more you dig, 
And that's why I love now that like every the ancient astronaut theory has brought all this to surface. Not that it's all true, but it's brought it to surface. And now we can actually look at this shit with our own eyes and make our own decisions, not listening to what these guys are trying to, you know, make us think of what's going on. Because it's a half, I think like more than half the shit is bullshit anyway. It's just, again, they're just all theories. But again, if you look at history, you read history, it tells a whole different story. I think so. I, I agree with you in that uh, his history is, uh, mm, let's say, let's, I, I don't know. Uh, how else do you say it other than it's, there's probably a lot more that we don't know that occurred. I think that's probably the best way to say it. And being diplomatic here, again, I'm the, I'm the guy that's supposed to stay, you know, kind of neutral and, you know, I lean a little bit to the, uh, to, 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 to the stuff we're talking about in that we just don't know a ton of the things we should know. Like I said, archaeologists, anthropologists are working with one-tenth of one percent, like I said earlier, of the actual evidence that's out there because a lot of it's underwater. A lot of it's going to be in places that we're inaccessible, you know, the, whether you believe plate, uh, you know, the, the plate tectonic, tectonics thing is just kind of a wash in history way as things move in these huge chunks of time so i don't know i, I mean I, i'm with you i'm with you in the sense that uh, there's there's certainly a lot going on that um doesn't seem to fit exactly what uh, what we're being told for sure for sure um, what about uh, that elon thing in mars man I'm, I'm sure you've heard that we talked about that probably briefly before but uh, you heard about werner von braun right and where are you around from when we did that part yes yes go ahead yeah, so Werner von Braun, he, he wrote that book in 1952, and he was describing the first settlers on Mars. It was a fictional account, and of course, Werner von Braun was the Nazi that came over and uh, with the Saturn rocket and uh, was the godfather of NASA, uh, Operation Paperclip, check it out. And uh, he, he wrote a book, and he said the government of Mars would be run by a, somebody with the title of Elon, E-L-O-N. Right. And it's like, what (laughs) is that? Again, like of all the damn names to pluck out of the ether. uh, And then we got Elon Musk, like you were saying earlier, like like uh, somebody was saying earlier that he he's just hell bent. He's going right. It's like uh, like I think uh, uh, Robert was saying it, actually. It seems like he's trying to get home. Right. He just has this like, hey, you know, we got to get there like hell or high water, no matter what. We're getting there. But, yeah, pretty wild that of all the names you could pick, he picked the name Elon as the government ruler, the governmental ruler of a fictional Mars, the first settlers on Mars. That's pretty wild, right? Yeah, I, I, I seen that. Uh, that was actually uh, pretty crazy, too. There were somebody was pulling, and it's an old book, too. It was actually pretty crazy, and Elon was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting, but again, too, this is, I, I ran into another video the other day, and this guy was talking about Okay, so if these people have thousands of years, you know, just let's just say any kind of race, right? Not just Sumerian, but if they've had, you know, a long, a long lifespan, right? And even though they're here on the planet and how, how close we are to our sun and how, you know, it'll actually speed up their life process, these people would be around a very long time through history. And what's interesting too is you see not unlike the thing that I posted a couple times where I believe the theory of uh you know if we go with the Sumerian, if that story is true that everybody all these you know civilizations are all just copies of each other. Right? And that's why you get like these what they call a, a a doppeldinger and they have a doppeldinger in every country. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, 
you know, Caucasian, if you're, you know, mixed breed, it doesn't matter. There is a, somebody that looks just like you in another country, in every country, actually. But with that theory and in, into that, and then you see, like, all these ancient drawings or pictures or, like, paintings, you know, like, all these. And, and it was weird. It's, it's like they always seem to be movie stars or singers or shit like that, you know? Like, these people or, like, people of, you know, like, ruling a country or people that are, like, you know, part of the government. You see that, and there's pictures of these guys that look identical with these guys, you know? And these are thousands of years old. But yet, when you see, you know, like, I don't know if they're clones or whatnot, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, look, he's, you know, he's aging, oh, he, he died or something. To me, I ain't too sure, man. I think these, uh, if it is, you know, and again, we talked about this last night, you know, these things might be walking around us and, you know, we don't even know. I mean, like, again, that goes back to, you know, my story when I served in the Navy, but I don't know, man. That's, that's kind of crazy to think that even like Elon Musk too. I mean, he came like almost out of obscurity and then now he's, you know, from what he was doing, now he's the richest man in the world. Or you see like these other people like, you know, movie stars and uh, they're like, again, these guys, these people come out of obscurity and they become multi-billionaires. You know, it's just like poof, all like seems like overnight. How? Why? Like, I don't even, like some of that shit is like, man... Like now, this guy's a multi-billionaire. Like how he was like he was in the, the limelight for five years. Like it's just these are just like ploys to like you know introduce these people you know because they are and they have been throughout history, right? And that's that's another crazy that's another crazy story too. Uh, uh, another show probably. But yeah, that that's that's insane. Oops, I muted myself. Yeah, that that's that's a crazy rabbit hole as well. Uh, I think I think the the origin story of Elon Musk there is he had PayPal money. He was one of the the original uh, folks of PayPal that just got super rich when that thing went nuts, and he he peeled the money out and then did all the stuff that it uh, that supposedly, as far as I'm aware. Again, like I said, I'm not an expert, but and in all things Elon Musk, but it, 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 I don't know the stuff you're saying. I, I get it. You're 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 describing maybe something something more is is afoot here than than just uh what it appears to be so so pretty wild stuff and interesting uh you bring up a doppelganger because we're actually uh what's up shout out to rivers out there if you're listening and uh, the night stalker uh there's a there's going to be a doppelganger show on a deck coming up uh, sometime soon either tomorrow or next week so uh yeah yeah we'll talk about that and we'll, we'll get into that and uh yeah, wild stuff, wild stuff. So, so if you got to guess, you got to make your uh, your best guess here. What do you think this uh, progenitor civilization is? My guess, best guess scenario, again, would be if it ain't the Anunnaki story, and I'm not gonna say that they're called the Anunnaki because that's just what you know the term given given to them. Who knows? They could be a lot of the stuff. Other stuff is not only the Orion's Belt, but the you know the Seven Sisters, where you know there's a lot of um, star systems with that. You know that like, maybe that's where they came from, right? But I don't know, man. For me, for me, I believe. Well, I wouldn't say believe because that's giving everything into one thing in one basket, right? So there's many theories, and there's one theory I do like, and that is it. 
that there is a species that came here back in the day that helped jumpstart the human race. That's why you'll never, ever find the missing link because there isn't one. It was jumpstarted. And, you know, and I do believe that there was a time of creation, right? I don't know if you want to call it, you know, like some people want to call it a god or whatever. That created everything or created, you know, or life just happened from, you know, a spooge out of the, you know, out of the... Ponsco. Ponsco. Yeah. <laughs> you're cut, you're cutting out. That, but, but, okay, now if we're talking that and, and right... And there was something here, and then something else, some start something else, and then that's where we are now. That's what we're finding now, now, and that's where I believe we're going to find. I don't know, man. There's, there's, oh man, it's it's just for me. It's like there's too many throughout the time. Okay, when say these 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 that path that pantheon that pantheon left right the Anunnaki pantheon that they went back home, right? There's there was other people that followed behind them. It was because that just keeps going on and on. You know, you have, like I said, you know, it's kind of the theory I said, like maybe there's parts of the universe where they just look human. You know what I mean? Because like even our own galaxy or, or actually our own star system here, you know, you have the, the story of uh, Thor, you know, Valiant Thor. He came from Venus, right? And he's had six fingers, you know. He was, uh, he lived, they live, have a long, have a long, um, lifespan is what they you know they're instead of carbon they're silicon based right then you have like uh you know these people that came from uh palladians palladians they uh, more or less look like humans you know they have like pictures you know you also have that story from what's his name with the i remember his name is over in in like uh europe he was he had like one arm or like a half an arm and he had the Palladians that came and visit him all the time. I have his book too, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. And so it's kind of difficult to say, like, I don't, I don't know. But then you have like the weird things that we find in history here where their gods were like, you know, had an elephant head or like six snake heads or, or, you know, like, I don't know. Like it's just, if, if, if the stories are true that they will be back, I'm waiting on it. And even <laughs> if it doesn't happen in my lifetime, I will see it even afterwards. Even after this, 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 this meeting has died off, I, I will find out somehow. Gotcha. Right on. Right, I'm with you. I'm, I'm waiting for the return. Whenever the return is, uh, let, let's do it. <laughs> let's 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 cut to the chase, shall we? <laughs> let's just let's just make this all happen. I'm ready for it. Yeah, uh, great stuff as always, Kelly. I appreciate you dipping in and going uh, going with the deep dives here and bringing evidence. Like I said, uh, I will put up some pictures that Kelly was sharing on the Discord. So if you guys haven't joined that, that uh, now's the perfect time. Uh, go to troubledminds.org, click the Discord link. Lots of smart people in there share just sharing ideas. That's what this is about. It's about sharing ideas. And uh, again, it's to me, like I always say, it's less about the truth. It's more about uh, just kind of considering all the possibilities because uh, drinking that maybe juice and uh, maybe uh, sort of unlocking your brain from the propaganda cycles, just at least in the very in the very moment of, uh, you know, using your brain, as algorithm says in the chat, what's up, buddy? Use your brain or somebody else will. Right. So not I'm not uh, an advocate of all the things we talk about. You know this, but it's uh, it's it's not up to me. It's always up to you. It's your reality and you decide and uh, that's what this is about you're the best kelly i appreciate it very much uh always a pleasure unless you got anything else for us we got a few minutes left if you, you want to add anything else 
Um, anything else? Let's see. Um, I would just, you know, people that they're kind of questioning some of this stuff. I mean, just take a, a bigger look, you know, closer look, I should say, at what's uh, really going on, you know. I, again, not ancient astronaut theory is all correct. You know, like I said, I don't believe all 100%, but like I would say 90% of the stuff that they're bringing out, I mean, it's incredible. Like I said, you know, after that happened, you know, things are coming out that people had never even knew existed. You know, people have are now seeing the light of what's really, you know, that each country has got to offer of, like, secrets. You know, sometimes, you know, maybe it did got buried. Maybe a part of the floods, you know, there is floods that happen. They got, you know, or some of us think if it's, you know, because most, most humans, you know, and it's true, it's, the most humans live closer to, you know, the ocean and stuff, you know, cities and stuff. For some reason, right next to water, you'll you'll have, like, in Japan, you have those ancient cities that sank underwater. You have, like, the story of Atlantis that uh, sank underwater. You know, this, like I said, this planet's alive, and it's constantly shifting and moving. Uh, you know, some things that are, like, you know, like Atlantis, I think that right there is, you know, that, that's either sunken or it's part of, like, I would say, like, and maybe even could be part of... Antarctica, you know, Antarctica was free of ice at one time. You know, we know that with maps, you know, that's, that's, I mean, detailed maps too. And that's no joke. So, and, and, but it was weird about it is a lot of this stuff seems to be that they were in an airplane or a spaceship looking down on earth and making these maps, you know, and they were pretty accurate. You know, I know some of them, like, you know, some sailors that have been around the world, you know, some of their maps were pretty all right. You know, they have like the, you know, the basic shape of what, you know, the outline of what they're looking at, but, some of these, like the Paris's mapping on 1500s, that shit looks like it was fucking from outer space. Like, I'm talking detailed maps. Uh, I'm talking like, you know, the mountain ranges of like where Antarctica was at, you know, like landing spots, all that shit, you know? So who knows, man? You just don't know, man. So again, uh, just keep an eye out. I mean, check it out. If you got any questions or anybody does got any questions or, you know, yeah, hit me up. I'm always on the Discord as well. There you go. There you go. I appreciate it. Kelly in Colorado, good friend of mine. Uh, tell tell Michelle we said hello. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being part of this, bro. You're the best. Man, you guys too. You you as well, Mike. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, as we end, you guys know you guys know how this goes. It's not about uh, it's not about truth really anymore. I think uh, I think we're well past that. Meaning that uh, it's it's about possibilities to me. It's about uh, considering all the things because if you don't consider all the things, I think you're leaving something out here. And that's why we talk about it sort of in the format we do, sort of wide, not deep. Which uh, again, I think uh, I can't remember who said that in the chat, but uh, it, it resonates with me because that's exactly what we're doing. Just considering all of the possibilities and uh i I rather enjoy these conversations so thank you guys for being part of this and spending your time uh with us uh, monday through thursday 7 p.m pacific and there you go that's when we do this stuff so i don't know as we finish like i said what what do you think what what is your thought here and uh you decide this is not like i said it's it's your reality and so the individuals that uh control their reality or of course you so uh do it do the thing and uh control your mind or somewhere else well and uh, there you go four more hours is so much 
much, Jake. Four more hours. I get tired. I get tired. I can't, I can't do I can't do six hours at a time. Uh, but uh, the good news is we're probably uh, up there with the big boys as far as uh, the the most content output per week. So uh, uh, no, there's there's all go no quit here. So don't worry about that. We'll be back tomorrow and uh, <laughs> four more hours. Four more hours. Uh, I stand up as you guys can tell. I got a standing desk, which is fantastic, by the way. If you guys don't have one, I highly recommend it. And uh, it's uh, it, it done done good for me. Uh, not not so much sit time sit, sitting sitting for three hours or more doing a show like this is uh starts to hurt your back, right? So standing up, uh, keep the blood flowing. Uh, actually, Aristotle used to say that uh, you do your best thinking standing up. So I think it's a nice parallel that uh, drinking the maybe juice is that quote from also Aristotle. In that uh, right, uh, it is the thought of a, well, sorry, it is the mark of an educated mind to consider a thought without accepting it. And there you go. So I've got a couple quotes on the way out of here. I don't think we have anybody else in the chat. Anything else to add, Daryl? Before we uh, take off out of here, you're still there in the thing. Uh, actually, your, your Discord's broken, so maybe maybe never mind. Hold that thought, and I'll, I'll get with you a little bit later. <laughs> And we'll get that fixed. But okay, so that's the deal. All right, so as we finish, I don't know. No answers from me other than uh, possibilities, and that's what's going on. Yeah, the standing maybe juice bar, right? Totally, totally. What's up? Everybody give Algo Rhythm a follow. Links in the description down below. He's got a good dude, Mike in Colorado. Got a great channel over there on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, we're going to be back tomorrow to do more of this and talk about some other amazing things. We do have a show coming up uh, with Doppelgangers regarding Doppelgangers. That's from uh, from Rivers. What's up, Rivers out there? And what's up, uh, what's up, uh, Night Stalker uh, also chipped into that. So we got some other stuff coming, got some stuff that maybe uh, Jennifer has uh, chipped into the chat there and uh, James as well. We maybe got a staircase show coming. There's all kinds of stuff that we can talk about because, of course, we're going to keep on doing it. Like I said, as we go, as we continue, as we finish, well, it's not about the truth. It's about the possibilities anymore. So there it is. Smash the button. Let's get the hell out of here. So as it works, as it goes, if you want to help the show, there are a number of ways. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. That's when you catch us live. Uh, just call in, contribute, uh, give us your ideas, keep an open mind. And uh, remember that, you know, I'm probably wrong, but also that means that sometimes I'm probably right, but it's not about that. But also remember that uh, you're probably right, but also it means you're also probably wrong about some other things. So as long as we kind of keep that uh, in mind, uh, things don't need to get contentious and silly, and we don't need to argue about the truth. Let's just talk possibilities. So as we finish, if you want to help the show, there are a number of ways. You can sub up on Rockfin on Patreon. You can sub up on Twitch. All those links are in the description below. If you want a Troubled Minds cap, you can find those on troubledfans.com. It's an old inside joke that we kind of concocted on the show. Troubled fans, you will not find me oiled up on a fuzzy couch, but you will find Troubled Minds caps and more merchandise coming. That's troubledfans.com. Got uh, several sales of hats this week, and uh, the hats have, have arrived for many people. So it's a, it's a process that works, and I I appreciate it very much and there we go so as we get the hell out of here uh the other ways to help the show if you want to help uh you can do that uh just by listening to the podcast feed uh, again uh, so you got some ads baked in it's completely free you can find that on itunes or spotify any of the rest of that stuff and just uh listen to it while maybe an old show while you're making dinner or 
or something because there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff in that uh, in that podcast feed. Uh, currently 386 episodes deep. Yeah, that's a lot and uh, a lot of good stuff there. So uh, go check it out. You can support the show that way. Just listen to the podcast and also just spread the word. Spread the word. But the most important thing, as always, is just uh, spending your time and energy here in this moment with us, being open-minded, considering that uh, what other people may have to say and kind of taking it into account. Uh, that it means a lot to me. Thanks, guys, for being enthusiastic about all this. Thanks for all the amazing input. Special thanks to Kelly for popping in here for most of the last hour and uh, covering a bunch of this stuff. There we go. As we finish, it goes exactly like this. We'll be back tomorrow night. The bad news is we're done. The good news is, God willing, we've got tomorrow. And of course, that's for my good friend Jay in New York. And also is this. Oh, one more quote. I had one more quote for the outro. We are consciousness incarnated in stardust with Graham Hancock. Here's another one. Mark Twain said, It's no wonder that truth is stranger than fiction. Fiction has to make sense. All right. Time to bounce. What's up, Larry, in the chat? I see you there, buddy. What's up, Don? What's up? Who else did I miss? What's up? We got uh, the famous Liam Martin. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, somebody else in the over on Rockfin I missed. Anyway, it goes like this. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Be sure. Be strong. Be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.